You know why? Because it's my podcast. And I say, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and joining me this week is Steve, Michael, Michael, and Michael. Hi, Michael, 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 and Steve. I think I added an extra Michael there. <laughs> I want to be Steve. Can I be Steve? No. No. Uh, no, we only have one grumpy person. One Steve. Steve. One Steve. <laughs> grumpy Steve. Yeah, There's only one. I can be grumpy. So this one we're going to call uh, Michael, Michael, and then Shouse and Hawk, you know, the same people I, I, I call you guys that every week. That works. But... Before we start, um, I know people have asked us what happened to the what's good section that we <laughs> we did, the, uh, you know, for a number of weeks. You know, what, what what was our yum, right, Steve? What was our yum? Yeah, I, I was not on board with that. that that's not yeah. what I wanted to call it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's why I changed it to what's good. Yes. And um, some people have asked us where it's gone. And just because these list episodes that we've done the past two weeks have been so long that we just sort of skipped over it. But if you do want to listen to something good, listen to everything is permitted. There are friends down South, South being America. Um, they have a great podcast about geeky culture and check them out. They're fun to listen to. Um, so before we get into the, this list episode, Michael, you're new. Who the hell are you? And why do we care that you're here? What's your geek cred? Let us oh, know. My geek, my geek cred. Okay. So I play a lot of video games, which is why uh, I'm here this week. Uh, in addition to the, um, vast library of games in my in my Steam library. I think I have about uh, 200 and about 150 of them I haven't played yet. You know, Steam Center sale really gets you every year. <laughs> that is the Steam uh, way. And, uh, <laughs> and so I also play uh, Warhammer Tabletop. Um, I, uh, I I got into it um, about a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I've I've spent about two thousand dollars on it since. Oh, that sounds about year. right for a year. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> actually modest uh, by some standards. Oh my, is this a fantasy or forty wow. k? Like, what's your what's your favorite uh, aspect? So I I play forty k, and um, I'm just branching into Age of Sigmar. They've they've nixed fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, Warhammer fantasy. Um, they Ooh. had a thing called End Times a few years ago where they just blew up the universe and they relaunched yeah, they finished it. Finished it as as Age of Sigmar, which is an entirely new universe. But I, I just bought into uh, the fantasy aspect of it as well. So cool. uh, I've, been, I've been pretty frugal, though. I, I've been winning a lot of tournaments and, and store leagues, which give you store credit to... Nice. And, uh, and so I've been buying all my new stuff with store credit. Wow. So um, that, that, that is uh, currently where, what, I'm, what I'm doing a lot of. I, I did, used to play a lot of Magic, uh, like Magic the Gathering. Um, I have a lot of Batman comics, uh, but yeah. mostly gaming and, and Warhammer right now. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Cool, that's crazy. Okay. My 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 buddy Stu is also really into Warhammer, and he told me that's how he got into D and D because a lot of the painting and stuff for Warhammer's what he likes to do about his little D and D figures. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think we should hobby. do a Warhammer uh, episode just because I don't know anything about it. I would love to learn more about everything about it i feel like steve you you would yeah no enjoy. we'll definitely bring michael on as well and a couple of the people from matt's uh, cast from his last show and yeah i mean to me it's the only uh it's the only consistent fandom left which the creators actually care about the setting so as far as i'm concerned <laughs> it's worth talking about yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah that's a whole other debate so yeah, sure. we're not yeah, talking yeah, about well, that today so no we're not <laughs> so this this episode if you've heard the last two episodes we've been doing our best of the 2010s or at least our favorites of the 2010s. So the first one was the, our favorite 
films or Matt Moore's favorite films of the 2010s. Then we did Hawk's favorite TV shows of the 2010s. And this episode, we're going to do my favorite video games from the 2010s. So disclaimer before we start, unlike a lot of the people on here, I play a lot of PC, including the console stuff. So some of my stuff ranges from PC and mobile. Or I actually no mobile. I didn't put any <laughs> on there. But um, what floppy you're, birds? You're, you're, no, you're missing what? out. Yeah. So I will be saying which ones are available on which console or you know system if you are in, you know interested in playing it. So to top things off, I'm going to just go through the top ten list, like just read it off really fast, and then we'll go. We'll do a deep dive into each one, and then I'll say why I liked it, uh, what I thought was interesting about it, and then these guys can tell me how right or wrong I am about that. All right. Whew. So I've, I've, I've labored a lot over this list. Yeah, really- I'm still not totally happy with it, but I'm going to go with this one I have anyway. Yeah, it's tough. So I didn't do year by year like the other guys did the past two years um, because there are some years where I was just like, eh, this, nothing really good came out that year. So I'm going to start with my 10. Number 10, I have Destiny 2 from 2017. Number 9, I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey from 2018. Number eight, I have Control from 2019. Number seven, uh, Hollow Knight. Number six, Disco Elysium. Number five, Tetris Effect. Number four, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number three, Mass Effect 2. Number two, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. And number one, The Last of Us. So, <laughs> quite a list full of pedigree, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it was hard. There, there were so many things that I well, swapped your, it Your in number out. one wasn't hard, though. That's very much your favorite game. It is my favorite game. I've played it way too many times. I've you uh, talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I platinumed it on both PS3 and PS4. And apparently, if rumors are true, it's going to come out on PC. They're, Sony's starting to branch out that way, like Xbox Ooh. has, um, because of the architecture of PS5. Um, anyway, let's start with number 10. Destiny 2, my... <laughs> My love-hate game on this yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's an important game this in your game. life. That's yeah. definitely true. Oh, it it really is. So <laughs> this... <laughs> uh, it played... Well, I got it I got it on release, and I was really excited to get yeah. it on release. I played uh, I played number one quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I went through a similar cycle uh, with the two games. Whereas, yeah. Um, so in number one, I... I got the game and I played the first expansion and then I kind of burnt out. I didn't mm-hmm. like the content releases that like the first two expansion yeah. uh, that, that they had. I think it was, um, it was the ones before the taken King. I forget what they're, I forget what they're called at this point, yeah, but yeah, were, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like those. I didn't like, yeah, I didn't like Crota's end. I didn't like those, those two first expansions for the first one. So I stopped playing. Then I picked it up like three or four years later when you can get the bundle with uh, all the DLCs in it. Mm-hmm. That included the Taken King, and they did uh, all of the I, updates for it too. All the yeah, I was unemployed at the time, so I just I was doing raids all the time, and uh, <laughs> I got really into it. And then I was like, "Oh, Destiny Two's coming out, great!" And um, I bought it. And then once again, um, they seemed more interested in uh, making money off like microtransactions and like the Silver Store, yeah, yeah. And they did about releasing actual content that progressed the story. And I thought the campaign was very good in, yeah. in number two. It was a lot better than number one. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, I just kind of, I, my excitement for it died out, but now yeah, I, I sure. kind of, I kind of want to get back into it, but I don't want to spend 80 bucks on expansions right now. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so. let, let, um, before we go into like the actual game, well, people may not have played Destiny Two. <laughs> we should, um, you know, explain what it is. Um, Actually, I'm so, very interested to hear how someone explains it because that was my issue. Is I went into it and I only even know you guys because of Destiny. So Destiny was a yeah it had a lot of impact because I met all yeah. all of you guys through that. And, exactly. And. Uh, and the setting was actually something that really enticed me, but that was one of the reasons why I kind of dropped off when it kind of became apparent. They, I don't know why this keeps happening to me. People just, they stop caring about their, their lore, you know, and they just drop the ball on it. So that just wasn't one, the reason I stopped playing, but, yeah. but I, how would you explain it though? I feel like, so but for those who haven't played destiny two or destiny, it's a now free to play gay online only multiplayer. First person shooter It's available on PC, PS4, Xbox, and stadia. As we were saying earlier, it was the sequel to 2014's Destiny. And players, they assume the role of a guardian, one of Earth's last protectors of Earth's last, last you know, city. safe city. And for the second one, you're reclaiming your light after being defeated by Gaul and his Red Legion army. The subsequent expansions have you know, expanded that story. They've uh, expanded the powers. And the largest DLC came out uh, at the beginning of year three, which is Shadowkeep. And it it redid all of the armor classes to make it more RPG like, and they added some quality of life improvements to the game. Right. But like uh, Michael was saying, um, once they left Activision, there was a big, heavy, like focus on the the Eververse, the the silver stuff. So buying Michael Dragon's action stuff, which was unfortunate. And I feel like I know me and Hawk are the ones that play this game the most. We play it pretty much all the time, except you know the last two weeks. I think we stopped playing. <laughs> It seems to be a cycle when new stuff comes out. Do you go heavy into it and that? Do you get yeah. right back into things like Crucible, leveling up a bit? And then uh, it seems to like it runs out of air, you know? Yeah, they, the DLCs, they seem to, like like Michael was saying, you know, sometimes they, they get you, like, but the I feel like there's always been like two small DLCs that have been sort of nothing. And then there's a big one where people are like, oh, it's really exciting and good again. And then it goes back to like three small DLCs where people are like, eh, nothing's yeah. happening. And then something big happens. That's sort of been what it's been like for year one. They're still year. keeping people hooked though. Like even even with mm-hmm. that, it's still it's still enough to keep pulling. And that's why it's on my list because right? it keeps pulling me back, unfortunately. Yeah. Like then this this most recent year, the year three, they added the season pass, or not even a season pass. What is it? It's that year pass, not pass, like progression. Well they're they're doing they have it for more. paying users and unpaying users, right? Where you can yeah. get certain things for leveling up. And <clears throat> they stole it from Overwatch and a bunch of, or no, Fortnite and a bunch of other games like that that do it. And I don't I'd know. Like to see, I'd like to see a model that's like ESO where mm-hmm. um, you pay, I don't know, $15 subscription uh, every month and you get access to all the content. Yeah. I feel like so, that's what they're going to go towards, right? Like right now, they, they they don't know how to communicate with their like. Once they left, they had some really good communication with the the community, but ever since then, it's just like wavered. I don't know, yeah. Mahawk. What what is your experience with the Bungie right now? Um, do you follow that stuff as much as I do? No, you're the one who kind of keeps me in the loop on a lot of the behind the scenes stuff because I, I need someone really to play with. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, it seems it seems a lot small. I think they're kind of throwing their weight behind some sort of overarching uh, plot line in that, and concentrating just on like these 
little small seasons in that, you know, where you basically it's mostly focused on bounties and, you know, uh, it, it, it's starting to, the, the grind. I know Steve, that was your big issue was the grind. Well, it wasn't the, the grind. grind. Start- I love grind, but I just didn't like the payoff. That's all. I mean, you have to have a good cycle. Like we were talking earlier off screen about, you know, games and Diablo three has a good, drop they have right they have an amazing and that's been my issue with a lot of games is as i get older as we all get older we have less and less time i don't mind grinding games i I like grind i like repetition but i just i i yeah my biggest problem at the beginning and at the end of at the end of destiny one and at the beginning of destiny two was uh yeah the r&d the the treasure drops were, were awful it was it was really painful has it gotten better huck do you think um for the year three i think we've gotten more exotics this year We've gotten more exotics. A lot of there doubles. Like, yeah, there seems. You guys would get mad when you would get exotics. That's because yeah, they they're it. always doubles. <laughs> yeah, doubles. We're like, we're like, oh, yeah, not another exotic. This. Exactly. It seems like not me. Just, that would be Hawk. <laughs> yeah, Hawk. you're just like kind of reclaiming like a previous library that you had. You know, yeah. exotics have been like kind of uh, mashed up to the season now, where they're mm. dropping armor stats and everything like that. Uh, so, and yeah. Now I wonder if if that's something like they could they could implement one of the mechanics that they use in Diablo, where if you do have a certain number of of doubles of a particular legendary item, you could actually combine them or break them down into another item of the same. That would be quality. such a good idea, right? They that do that in Borderlands, don't they? As well. I feel like you can do that in Borderlands. So many systems of treasure, you know, that are better than Destiny's. I mean, that's the bottom line, but yeah. not very many people have a good treasure system. That's why we're even talking about Diablo and Borderlands, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's very few games that handle it well. Um, well, yeah. a lot of these games, you think that they, they, they don't put a lot of thought and effort into their, into their treasure systems, but at the end of the day, they've probably done a lot of internal uh, mm-hmm. research in, in terms of what keeps people to play, like playing the longest. Yeah. And um, it might feel like very rewarding to be able to get um, all the items you need very quickly for build or like having a, a lot of loot drops or whatever. But I, I think they've probably have some math that they've worked out, you know, in the game development. Yeah. Sure. Like, well, if we limit the drops by this much, then, you know, people will play longer, but you know, it'll be less rewarding to play because I, mm-hmm. so many games have this like live service model now where uh, the biggest resource that people are fighting over is time. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like it very much. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I wonder about that equation. Like you would think somebody was working on that, but like Anthem was a game where like easily if they had just opened up the, the treasure uh. drops, just, just a tiny little bit, that would have, that would have created a Diablo type cycle and everyone would have been fine with that half assed game as it was quarter ass game, but like, uh, actually we didn't even really describe what destiny was about. Like you just kind of glossed over it. Like the setting was that this thing called the traveler, an entity arrived in human, in the human future and then created yeah, a golden it, age. And then the enemies <laughs> of this thing came and invaded. And now yeah, so, so basically invaded, you know, yeah. Or, what's, what's happening is that it's, it's post like it's, it's a post apocalyptic type world where, you know, humanity's now, sequestered into this one area on earth and you know they're fighting off the darkness and i just hit my microphone damn it um, <laughs> and um yeah so as a guardian you're you're there to protect people and ward off the darkness and yeah. trying to figure out what's going on um there's some neat at least in the past two years um story elements but i feel like most recently you're just picking at it right yeah you're trying to find where it is you're having 
It's not as bad as Destiny 1 where you had to read the grimoire cards. Yeah, to, that was ridiculous. Yeah. To do the history because they actually tell you it in-game now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's all it's all sort of slim pickings. You have to listen to the audio and then you have to put two and two together. Yeah. They've released these neat like books, compendiums of the history. Um, yeah, they seem, they seem to be getting it a little bit more sorted now, but only after like, you know, a couple years into even Destiny 2, you know, that they're yeah. really finally on top of it. I wonder how much um, like the the interference with Activision is is you know has hindered yeah, that. We're right? not going to get that whole story yeah. for another like four or five years, I think. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we'll see what Destiny really should have been like until Destiny Three comes out. Yeah, um, when it's fully their own game. Mm-hmm. So I hope that uh, Jason Schreier guy gets uh, gets the inside scoop. Uh, he's done. He always does. Of, uh, yeah, he's done he a does. Lot of, uh, really good exposés, and I'd like to see uh, him go in and talk about. Um, what Bungie's interactions with with Activision were, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll be, and I think this is a lot. This goes for a lot of people. I'll be holding off of Destiny Two until they implement some sort of subscription thing that gives me access to all the content. Yeah. So I don't got to pay, yeah. Yeah. you know, 150 bucks for all the expansions all at once. Yeah, and I, I honestly don't think they're going to do that for Destiny Two. I think that's what Destiny Three is going to be. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to move to. Yeah, I'm kind I of. I think they want to do something. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they want to move into a, a much more expanded, like uh, massively multiplayer RPG in that for mm-hmm. Destiny Three and that. But we're not going to see that until you know next, at least next generation. Yeah, yeah. Console and PC. Well, hopefully, next generation comes actually this year. But who knows? Based on all the rumors yeah. <laughs> going up right now. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number nine, which is another one that I wasn't really sure about. So. From 2018, we got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the 11th entry into Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed franchise. This story is a direct sequel to 2017's Assassin's Creed Origins. Set in the year 431 BC, the story tells a fictional history of the Peloponnesian War between Athens and Sparta. The player can control either a male or female mercenary as they attempt to unite their family while doing, you know, assassin things. The game is available on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. Um, so this game I put on here because... Like me, like me and Steve have talked about this a lot. We're pretty big Assassin's Creed fans, and this sort of seems like the culmination of all of their work. Mm, yeah, everything that they've been trying to do for since Assassin's Creed Two, they added the ship from stuff from Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, all the choices seem to actually matter in this game, and they've added um, they've added so much to it. There, there's so many little details in this game that are so much fun, and it's not really heavy. Because of the whole assassins versus Templar things, mm-hmm. they had to fit into that sort of mythos before yeah. they rebooted with Origins. So this is because it's a retelling from the from the beginning. They can go wherever they want. They don't have to. Yeah, they're not purely stuck. talk about the yeah. the Templar War. Um, I think it was it was just a beautiful game. The DLC is so good mm. and some of the best gameplay I've I've done anywhere. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I haven't played it yet, but the I, I'm I'm hotly waiting to get it as a, at a great price and jump in. And the, actually, my main reason I haven't bought it is just time. I just know I don't have the time that I want to get. It is a giant game, and it's it. Assassin's Creed Origins was big because you're playing in Egypt, mm-hmm. but all of Greece is in this game pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and and the surrounding Mediterranean area. Yeah, so. It's giant. I mean, you can I, go anywhere. I'll just throw this out there for people who are curious. You know, like um, one of the greatest features that they added towards the, you know, the 
the final releases is uh, like a, a history lesson thing. Like you can literally mm-hmm. like take a tour of ancient Greece and because yeah. they put so much research into these games, like all the time. Like, I mean, right now the, the scans of, of Notre Dame are being used to help, you know, um, from the, the Parisian, from the French revolution. The fire. Yeah. yeah. But from, from the actual fire in real life, the scans that Ubisoft made of, of Notre Dame are actually being used now to try to help with that. Um, and, and likewise with this Greek game, there's so many islands, there's so much information that, yeah, it, it, you know, if you were to actually have to play through to really appreciate it, uh, that's one thing, but they actually included like, what is it? Is it like a, a tour or narration? So, or? Yeah. There's, there's a separate um, thing you can go into it so that you can tour the various um, historical landmarks right. uh, around Greece. And then they'll tell you the history of that section. You can actually walk through it or do a horse. And it, they, they really did. They did started that with origins in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So see, as a teacher, have you ever, I know some people that have actually used this in their classes. Have you ever, um, experience anything like that? I haven't used it personally, but it sounds really exciting. You, you teach younger people, though. Yeah, so it's a little hard. But but if you were you know if you were teaching like ancient civilizations, you were you were doing stuff like that to actually have this sort of hands on uh, experience for the kids. Like a lot of classrooms are starting to use Minecraft now just to get kids in there and using mm-hmm. video games in in uh, educational setting and and so using something like which is traditionally a very violent series, but, you know, sort of stripping out the violent parts and just showing off some of the amazing level design. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And they've done everything to pretty much one-to-one scale, at least in the, the, the uh, historical sites, right? Nice. So everything that you would have seen there is actually what you have, you would have experienced. Cool. More or less. Nice. Like when, when you talk, we talked about the Notre Dame being uh, recreated for the game. <gasps> they actually had to take some liberties just yeah. because of, the game, but they have the original scans, which are all the proper measurements. So that's what they're actually using, not the the in-game stuff. But um, right. they I'm, use the- I'm going to be honest with you guys. I got tired of the Assassin's Creed formula um, around sure, Black sure. Flag. Mm-hmm. I, when I, 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 I loved that game, but about 75% yeah. completion uh, going through all the sites. And like, I'm a, I'm a completionist, so I like to do everything in the game. I, I got super I burnt out mm, yeah. with the with the franchise in general. Yep. Uh, and yeah, me then too. I just yeah. when the next one came out, I think it was Syndicate came after. Um, I just I I didn't partake. I didn't buy it, and uh, and that's kind of when I checked out of the the entire the entire series. Yeah. I have Origins because uh, I got it in a humble bundle. I haven't installed it or played it yet because. Uh, like, like I said earlier, you know, time is fin- finite and like game companies are competing for time now. Uh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, um, I will. Yeah. I will tell you this. You know how in older Assassin's Creed games, there'd be stupid shit like yeah, feathers. follow this music note or find yeah. these feathers. That was for do anything yeah. like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the walking, talking plot they've cut down, which is. Yeah, yeah. Know, what I really appreciate. Uh, no, I, I, I'm totally on the same page with you, uh, Michael, because I, um, yeah, I played everything, and it was right around uh, four that I really started to slow down, and I never finished Syndicate. So I did get as far as Syndicate, but I didn't actually finish it. And I, you know what, I actually really liked Syndicate too. Syndicate was really yeah, good. It was I a great game. I just, I just, I just loved the environment of it and some of the some of the changes, but it was still basically the same game. And, uh, and and speaking of completionist, uh, what was the French Revolution one? Um, uh, Unity. Unity. I finished that game story wise, one hundred percent. 
I never finished the collectibles. I just got so sick of it. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And by that point, yeah, the whole novelty of the open world collecting flowers, music notes, what, what have you, had completely worn, you know, worn out for me. But you know, from what I've understood about Origins and then more so with Odyssey, it, it is a much more flexible, much less overbearing type of yeah. open environment. You really can engage a lot more in terms of uh, talking to characters and just and actually being interested in what you're doing. It's not this mm-hmm. collection chase, right? So it's a it's a it's a different approach to what I felt like was a very stale open world sandbox model. Uh, it's not really the same thing. So at least there is this um, uh, this uh, this change in the Assassin's Creed paradigm. It's not really the same game. It's my point. No, no, it, it it is a it is a more refined version of what you guys have played um, in the previous versions. I I also I enjoyed Syndicate Unity. I didn't really like. I I didn't end up beating it, but Syndicate I beat. Um, Rogue I never played um, because it was all right. I, Assassin's Creed Three was just bad. So. I loved Assassin's <laughs> Creed Three. Oh my god! I loved uh. it. I, I don't know. I didn't like Connor. Connor I think is a very unlikable uh, protagonist, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I did like that you could um, climb across the trees. In three. I thought, I thought, yeah, really I thought cool. the gameplay in three was very fun. Uh, I liked I liked the wilderness aspect of of the the the, the contrast yeah. between the city and the uh, cities in the wilderness. That was real cool. Well, cool. we had just come off of Ezio too, and he was such a likable character. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then to go to Connor, it was like, oh. yeah, yeah. It's exactly. funny. Ever um, since then, they've been very jo- jovial. Like they're always like yeah. happy. He was the only one that kind of stood out from that. Although, what about the protagonist from uh, Origins? I don't know his deal. How was he? Bayek was was fine. He had some. Um, so he seemed more his, serious too. His story was serious because his family. Yeah, it was kind of dark. Part of his family had died. Right. Um, I don't want to ruin that for people who want to play the game. Um, but yeah, he was a little more serious, but there were jovial parts. Like he'd meet old people that he knew and sure. would go, you know, perk up, which I don't think Connor ever did. No. <laughs> even, even the people he liked, he was still like, yeah. You had to fight a lot of crocodiles in Origins. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> or, and, and hippopotamuses. Oh, hippopotamus. Um, or race them at least. Um, but yeah. Um, Matt Moore, are you there or are you still muted? Oh, I'm still here. Okay. Did you, did you play Odyssey? I, I don't, I don't know if you, I have, I have played pieces of Odyssey. Do you uh, like it? I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Give me one hot second. I can answer that. Hold on one second. Well, hot second. We need like a sound effect. Uh, a Matt has, has been summoned. Hello. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Uh, Assassin's Creed. I liked, uh, the bit I've played of Odyssey and I haven't played a lot. I mostly just kind of demoed it and, and played some Dart a copy and played for a bit. I, I like. I definitely agree with you guys. It did. Um, it fixed a lot of the open world mechanic issues where you're kind of just walking around collecting random crap. Uh, it definitely kept the story kind of kind of focused, so you could actually enjoy yourself uh, without crossing over too much into like janky platformer. Mm. Um, um, which for me was an improvement over like every game prior to that because I had a real issue with the series um, for quite a while. Yeah, uh, we've we've talked about my issues with that earlier with the, a lot of the, the pay-for-play nonsense that they had going on with patches and yeah. weird crap that just was unnecessary. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Connor is just a grotesquely unlikable character. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Barrett. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, I think if, if ever there was an emo assassin, it was Connor. That's true. That's a very, <laughs> that's, that's that's a very appropriate. That's probably why I liked him. I, uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm like, you know, I love Michael's like, I like the character. I'm like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, had the, I had the emo hair around that time when that game came out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know how Far Cry New Dawn fixed a lot of my issues with Far Cry? Yeah. Where yes. it didn't feel as boring. That's yeah. what I feel like. Yeah. Odyssey and Origins. New yeah, Dawn, no, that, that's that's yes. a good way of comparing them. Yeah, New Dawn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, I I got I got a bunch of Far Cry's confused there. I thought you were talking about Far Cry Primal. <laughs> no, I, I never no. played Primal. Um, no, New Dawn fixed all the problems from Primal. I liked Primal. I liked riding, riding around like a saber tiger and like stabbing people in the face. That was fun. It was, it was a it was a fun twist on on the series. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It it was a fun it, for me. It was a fun twist. But it was a fun twist that should have been a patch, not a full game. Fair. Fair. All right, uh, let's because like the yeah. Anyways, uh, long anyway, rant. Leave yeah. it alone. Let's go on to number eight because this is probably my favorite game from last year. Um, so number eight is Control. Control, the action adventure game developed by Remedy Entertainment, the creators of Alan Wake. The game centers on Jesse Faden and her investigations into the Federal Bureau of Control. Jesse explores the oldest house, the FBC's paranormal headquarters, and gains special powers to defeat an enemy known as the Hiss. The game is available on PC, PS4, Xbox One. So this game. Mm, I know Steve mm. talked about it last year um, as his favorite game of 2019. And I don't think any of us had played it at the time. I played it right after he suggested it. And you know what? This game blew me away. The story was intriguing. All the collectibles made me want to read everything. Mm-hmm. There's not many games that make me want to read everything. It felt like Fringe mixed with the X-Files. Yeah, that's how it is. I don't know. It was just so compelling. And the story was good. The acting was amazing. The action. If you had, if we didn't have a Jedi video game last year, this would have been the Star Wars game of last year mm-hmm. with a, with Ooh. a, you know, transforming gun. Sure, sure. And it's one of those games you don't want to ruin for people. Yeah, it's really hard to talk it's, about. It's so good. And you don't want people to go into it and be like, oh, this is what they were talking about because you want them to experience Yeah, that. this is definitely on my must playlist. Yeah, sure. even the tra- this should be on everyone's must Even playlist. the trailers I sent you guys, I was very careful which ones I sent because some of them I feel like give too much away. So I was like sending the most nondescript like, you know, teaser-ish ones mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, it's it's the experience of that world and of the sense of discovery and I mean, I, I, one thing that I think, you know, people might be turned off by is how how utterly without explanation the game is. Like it just mm-hmm. drops you in very minimalistic expl- explanation of the controls of the game as well as what's going on. But that was the part that actually got me to really, you know, focus and engage with it. And it was just yeah. a great experience. That being said, you're not fumbling with the controls no, because everything seems so natural yeah. that you just sort of pick it up and you play it. And then once you start getting con- like powers, everything feels like a proper progression. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I hadn't played it in a few months and uh, I was actually just showing the game to a friend of mine because uh, he hadn't seen it before and mm-hmm. uh, I just, I jumped right back into it. It was just, it was natural. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so the oldest house, which is where this game takes place, it's sort of like the TARDIS where things move and change inside. So the building's constantly changing. Well, not constantly, but there are things that are mm-hmm. changing in it. Yeah, it can it can uh, alter itself as needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the, the Fringe and the X-Files uh, comparison is really apt because uh, basically, you know, without getting into it, the, the Federal Bureau of Control in, investigates those sorts of paranormal things, you know, that uh, we're not supposed to know about. And as a result, everything involved with this organization gets a little bit weird and uh, has a lot of flavor 
and uh, what Eric was saying about those documents. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a game where uh, thankfully uh, there's more collectibles than you need. So you don't need to like actually hunt them all down. So it's really nice. Like if you care, you want to, but you actually want to exactly like I, I, uh, I want to sit down and give myself half an hour to reread all the stuff I found because as you get them, it fills in more and more pieces of, of, of just conversations. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is what impressed me about the game is everything in it, it has been thought out and it, and it's there, even though they give you none of it to begin with. So if you have the curiosity and you want to spend the time, you'll discover an extremely well fleshed out setting with uh, many different things going on, not just like one main plot. And that to me was just extremely refreshing. I haven't had that experience in a, in a game or, you know, or entertainment for a little while. So, so that's, that's what stood out for me the most. Anyone else? Shows? Hawk? Michael? Uh, I haven't played it yet. Neither have I. <sighs> but the unbridled played. enthusiasm that has been uh, lofted upon this game is just it. Yeah, it's, it's got it on my list. And that it's mm-hmm. you guys nominated it for your top. You know, if you the best game of last year, IGN. I was so surprised uh, it turned up on their list for number one mm-hmm. of last year. Yeah, it was surprising. Uh, I'm just this, currently you, looking through the PSN sales right now. <laughs> oh, uh, you guys yeah, aren't the only people like that tell me that it's good. Bucks. So. Yeah, it's worth the forty-seven dollars, guys. What's with the deluxe edition? The, what did, what did it's not totally worth it. The deluxe edition gives you a few cosmetics and uh, two as of yet released DLC. There's supposed Ooh. to be one coming out in March. March, but yeah. uh, I'm still waiting. I've got the deluxe edition. I've gotten <laughs> nothing for it really. Yeah. So I will say, I will say, yeah. Unfortunately, there are two uh, DLCs that are yet to come. I can't remember exactly what they are, but you know what? I don't even want to talk about them because I don't want to spoil anything. So I don't think. Yeah, they haven't really said any. No, they've been pretty vague firm about details. It. Yeah, yeah, because it is one of those games where you don't want to say what happens. At exactly. The end. Yeah, exactly. Um, they added in a free uh, game mode to tide us over, which is you know pretty cool. Um, but uh, the, the, what are they called? The tears? The in, in, no, I forgot um, what it was called. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so this is also one of those games. So Steve, you'll appreciate this now that you have an RTX card. It's one of the first mm. games developed for ray tracing nice so, okay i might actually I think be you might to, have to get on pc now that, okay this is one thing i will add um yeah the game unfortunately does have um when things explode in the game a lot of stuff flies around and it tends to affect the frame rate so i will make that warning uh on pc and especially on consoles uh it can start to lag um, so you got to really adjust the settings on PC. So that's good to know about the ray tracing because then I can yeah. actually probably play it at, at max. Yeah, but but even on the console, it does drop frames uh, pretty badly, unfortunately. I had I had no issues with the frame rate in this game when I played it. So um, I have a 1080 Ti. So nice. Just wait yeah. for the uh, Switch version. You know <laughs> that, that game will not. <laughs> I would break my Joy Cons with this game <laughs> from all the action in this game. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. You guys should definitely yeah. check it out. Um, jog my memory because I, like I said, I've, I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about the game. It is, I'm actually going to pick it up tomorrow because I'm going to treat myself. Um, but I, what, what, ah, what, nice. like, what does it run? Is it, a, is it FPS? Is it an over, like three quarter over oh, shoulder? It's the third, third person, person okay. FPS, a uh, third person shooter. Okay. Yeah. With powers, yeah. so it's not really. And it was it's just because, like I said, I I wanted to look into it, but like you got because I remember Steve from almost in the beginning, you didn't want to talk about what happened, so I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do any digging because I don't want to find something that's going to ruin it for me. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's Anthem then, basically. Third person shooter. No, no, no. Why are we using oh. Anthem as a standard? No, <laughs> it, stop it. Is, it. It's, stop it. It's like, it's like Jedi Knight. I just wanted okay. to trigger Steve. That's all. Yeah, that's what this show is turning into. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> turning into. It's always been that. I know. Um, the, no, this game, I have nothing but good to say about it. The music is so good. And then when music changes in the game, it's also very good. <laughs> yeah, there's just great craftsmanship all around. I mean, there's things I don't want to talk about that they they added that they have in the game. It's just well designed, well yeah. shot, you know. And for people who like lore, the the greater world that this is connected to is phenomenal. Yeah, and it and I hope that they actually release more stuff. There was someone I don't remember. I I, th- I think I sent you guys the article many many months ago, but someone wanted to make a control movie. Mm. Um. Tricky, or at least, uh, or mini series, or something. I think yeah. it might have. I think they were saying that they wanted to just, you know, do like a fringe type TV show. Yeah, like this. Yeah, and I would be down with that, especially since I was say I would yeah. too. It just I remember they said there was a lot of talk about that around the same time as Alan Wake, and that kind of went nowhere, which was unfortunate because again, that would have been a really cool. Yeah, oh, I love Alan yeah. Wake. Yeah, then that you would the, love yeah, Control. Yeah. But it would be yeah, nice because, to see those two worlds kind of crossing over in a you know meta universe. That would be kind of a neat little twist on it the cre- the creativity and like that attention to detail and world building i i think this is fair to say eric right is is also yeah. present you know like that remedy you know it's funny because what other games have they made they made max Payne and they made they made that um that time one quantum break quantum, quantum break yeah. yeah so they made a few interesting games you know since their early early days and yeah they seem to be very immersive kind of experimental kind of quantum break was was bad yeah well i was gonna it was neat though it was a neat idea but it didn't yeah. execute properly. yeah the concept was really it neat. was one of the first it was one of the first games i bought on to play on this new computer of mine uh it was on sale i think it was steam sale and i i got about like i don't know halfway through it and i was like i can't <laughs> so what we're learning is that you need to calm down on the steam sale. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get um, you yeah, Humble Bundle gets me that way too. <laughs> I guess we'll go on to number seven, Hollow Knight. Good. Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania-style video game created by Team Cherry and released on Nintendo Switch, PS4, X-Bone, and the PC. Um, the game centers on a bug knight and his quest to uncover the secrets of Hollow Nest, a long-abandoned insect kingdom. As you explore, you discover more secrets, gain more abilities, and access new areas. This was actually a Kickstarter game from back in 2014 with a beta they released the year after in 2015. The stretch goals weren't completed, but they ended up doing them anyway just because of the fandom for this game, and they just released it with it. So the the team is very passionate about this game. Um, they're passionate about their fans. They're actually releasing a sequel, I think, either this year or next year. And nice. This is probably the best Metroidvania game I've played in the past ten years. Wow, and that's why it deserves to be on here. The arts. This is one. This is another one I used to stream. Um, it's one of those games where it's really hard. And if you screw up, you know it's because yeah. you screwed up. It's a, it's fair hard. And, when, and yeah. when you die, you go back quite a ways too. So you really there's a lot to lose when you when you screw up. Yeah. You got to save. It's tense. Um, yeah. And the art style is phenomenal. So cute. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's so cute. animated and just yeah. so so good. Um, I I assume shows you you've played it. Obviously, I, I think yeah. I bugged you. The, about this one this. I do play on the Switch. The last time was a joke, but this one I do play on the Switch, and, it's, <laughs> and yeah, it's an amazing game. Like I haven't yeah. been, I haven't beaten it yet, but whenever I get a chance, I try to hop in and just play a little bit more. And mm. I, I'm debating buying it on the Switch. There's only so many times I can rebuy 
all these games. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have The Witcher on three systems. I can. Oh on lord! Systems. I almost got it on the on the Switch the other day. Um, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyone else? We're gonna have to do game? an episode on 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 the, you buying how many copies of which games just to see how many. Uh, which one you actually have it on four systems? I almost yeah. bought Jedi Knight 2 on the Switch just because I saw it on the, the <laughs> e-store. And I was like, I love this game. I love this game when I was like 15 or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't buy it. That's, that's what Maybe. they're hoping for. They want you to look at it and go, oh, I remember this. I'm going to pay for it again. Oh, nostalgia. I, uh, I haven't played uh, the game. I uh, generally avoid... I, I, for some reason, I just don't like... Uh, you know, it's pixel art, right? I, this no, game, no, this, this one is, isn't. No. This one's animated. Okay. All right, maybe I'll give it a try. I don't like uh, I don't like like a lot of pixel art games. Yeah, this one oh, no, this they, one isn't pixel. It, it has a more of a style looks like animation a style. It's not, but yeah. it, it has a it has a neat little art art design to it. Yeah, it's cute. You should go look it up on Steam. I think it's on sale right now. <laughs> this one I do highly recommend buying on, oh, on Steam. I, 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 I have to stress this. I I, uh, I don't buy anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think this this got a nine point four on IGN, which is, all right. I'm gonna have to check it out then. I uh, I'll find the time to play it. Ooh, it's, um, it's rated ten out of ten on Steam. So, and if I know. like it, then I'll give the developers my money. That's kind of how I how I play games now. Uh, since they don't release demos for games anymore, I, I yeah I, uh, yeah I, you know, take to my pirate ship and uh, I set sail. And if I like <laughs> it, then um, um, I wonder if I have any videos on my stream like saved. I'll I'll try and find something I, and I might send it to you because just look at it. See yeah. if you I, find I, it. I just posted a link to just like the, some of the artwork from the game. But I mean, yeah, if, you, if you've got your Twitch stream, anything saved on there? Yeah, we'll see. Anyone okay. thoughts on Hollow Knight? Other? Yeah, Matt Moore, I don't know if you played it, Hawk, Steve. I have no, not played it. No, very little about it. Oh, so good. I haven't played it yet, but uh, this one, I'm, this one looks like a Switch game for me. And I'm trying to expand my library out. Definitely on get on the Switch. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not much of a platformer or Metrovania player, but the style and uh, and what uh, what I saw from Eric's streams uh, got me interested. So I did eventually get it. Uh, I was so angry on those. Streams. Yeah, it was amazing. I was, <laughs> I was trying to get that one boss, and I just couldn't figure it out, or I couldn't. Get the time <laughs> and right. it looked impossible too. Like I, I gotta tell you, I'm watching this thing, and these bullets <laughs> are flying all over the place, and I'm just like, ah, I could feel his pain. It was awful. But I beat him, cool. which is what's important. Yes. And then I had to turn off the computer. <laughs> I didn't get a drink or something. <laughs> Highly recommended Hollow Knight from 2017. 2016 is another game from last year, but I ended up playing it this year. Um, but it came out last year, so I'm going to you know, add it to the list. Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium is a role-playing game developed and published by ZA slash UM. I don't know if that's supposed to be Zaum. The game was written by Estonian novelist Robert Kurvitz. It was released on PC in 2019 and will be released on PS4, Xbox One in 2020. It's an RPG featuring an open world and a dialogue-heavy gameplay. Um, it's one of those isometric games, so you're seeing it from the top, sort of like Diablo 3 or something like that. Um, the player takes the role of a detective on a murder case who's suffering from alcohol and drug-induced amnesia in the fictional city of Reva Hall. Reva Hall? Nah. Um, so that city is... So this, this is all in a fictional world and that city is sort of suffering from a failed communist revolution that occurred five decades earlier and a lot of the dialogue um, that's happening while you're serving this 
mystery has to deal with uh, the revolutionists. And it, it's, it's, it's such an interesting game. There's no combat in the game. You do have HP and, um, in it, but um, all of that, you can lose health purely through dialogue trees. Um, <laughs> screw up doing something, you can lose it. Um, there are four primary uh, abilities, intellect, psyche, physique, and motor motorics. So things you can uh, use with your hands. And each of those has six secondary abilities. You can upgrade these skills to help your player pass skill checks, but they can also result in negative effects and character quirks. For instance, a player can uh, have high drama, which may be able to detect and fabricate fabricate lies but it also makes the player more prone to hysterics and paranoia um also you can do like high electrochemistry which makes the character um you know not have the negative effects of drugs uh, but it'll lead to substance abuse for your character it's really it's really really interesting my character right now is slowly going crazy he has lots of voices in his head and I think I may have tweaked them in a wrong way. But, um, <laughs> that's life. I think it's great. It, it feels like you're playing a, a David Lynch movie. That's yeah. See, that just sells it for really... me right there. I'm just like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I uh, I've I've heard amazing things from a ton of people, so I, I am going to pick that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna grab it. It looks like um, Fallout. Like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the. Um, some screenshots. It looks like the original Fallout yeah, games. Like yeah, the, 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 the isometric view, Yeah, yeah. It it's beautiful. The you can die in the first room that you that you wake up in, as in your in your drunken uh, stupor when you yeah, wake. That up. That sounds like something I would do if Which I was it, playing that game. It's <laughs> so so good. Yeah, My guy has currently school. has has a facial expression that he can't get rid of because he doesn't have the mental capacity to get rid of his creepy smile oh my God. and it's freaking out certain people <laughs> in the world. And it's so, it's so good. You guys have to, play it this. it's coming amazing. out on, on console next year or this year. Okay. So if, even if you don't have a PC, definitely check it out. Yeah. No, no, I, uh, I, uh, you mentioned this one before and it sounded really intriguing. Yeah. I got to definitely We're remember. Put this on the, uh, on the steam wish list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it pops on sale. I'll also give it one more, um, accolade this is one of those games where i'll start playing at like 8 p.m like after my kids have gone to sleep and then i'll look at the clock and it'll be like three in the morning and i'm like oh lord oh no what what happened (laughs) and it's one of those nights there are not many games that just like pull you in to it and this is one of those games and it's so Mm. good nice it's so good nice nice play it i'll have to i'll have to give it a look so you've been going on about it long enough yes Yes, I think I think the guys over at Everything Is Permitted have been talking about this game too. They have, yes. What's the matter, Julian? I can't remember, but one of the, those guys have have definitely put that on their list, and I'm one hundred percent. Damn, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm since we've been recording a while, I'm gonna go faster. Number five, Tetris Effect, 2018, the latest entry into the Tom Matching Puzzle series. It was developed by Monstars and Resonair and published by Enhanced Games. This was actually co-published by. Tetsuya Mizuguchi, who created Luminez. So when he was creating mm. Luminez, he, he was actually he wanted to make a Tetris game that um, had music sort of intertwined with it, and he didn't get the right, so he made Luminez. But he uh-huh. finally got to do it with Tetris Effect, and basically this was named after that phenomenon that 
um, people, sometimes when they close their eyes, they can see Tetris pieces just from playing it so much. Wow. And I totally... Horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those people that have played Tetris pretty much everywhere I can. Like if I... If I can have it on something, I will play it. And this is definitely the best version of Tetris. It's so soothing and oh, so yeah. like incredibly encompassing. Like I played it in VR and it yeah. was something I never wanted to take off my, Oof, huh? my helmet. This is available on PS4 uh, and PC. So I, I played the demo of this game on, on Eric's recommendation. Yeah, me too. And and then right after playing the demo, I went and bought the game like at full price. Like it wasn't on sale or anything. I was just like, I need to play this game. I need to play the whole thing. What an amazing game. Mm-hmm. And they released a, a, a soundtrack sampler because they don't have the rights to sell all of the music. Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, but but they, they're, hope, they're hoping to. Yeah, I, um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a huge Tetris player, uh, but I could understand if you did ever play Tetris and were a big fan and were um, haunted by the, the Tetris effect. Maybe haunted is not the right word. Um, blessed with the Tetris effect. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> I can definitely say, even as a person who who isn't a Tetris player uh, is, is definitely a game you need to have. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed it playing the demo and uh, it, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's neat when someone, especially the creator, I didn't know that story. Uh, the creator of Luminez is able to bring together sound and light on top mm-hmm. of the Tetris effect. Uh, that's yeah. yeah, that's a really, it's kind of freaky actually, to be honest, but it's, it's, it's next level is my point. When I'm stressed, this is the game I play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. Just to, to chill out. I'll just be like, yeah, like Tetris right now. <laughs> just going to chill on my couch. On my plate like, like a game that they play when they're struggling. Yeah, have you ever wondered what, uh, you know, in that Star Trek episode in TNG when, like, the whole crew was infected by <laughs> yeah, that weird eyeball yeah, game that they are playing in VR? Yeah, it's Tetris Effect. Oh, so nice. everyone get Tetris Effect and then we'll be invaded. And then it'll be, but it'll be cool because we'll, we'll be playing Tetris Effect. And we'll be invaded with the uh, fun techno music. Yeah. And Crush will have to save us. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Anyone else play this other than me and shows? And not yet, no. Oh, get it. Uh, I think it's only on Epic Store on PC, which I think is silly. Um, mm. But uh, definitely, definitely get it. I, I'm debating buying this on PC just so I can have it for future. Um, <laughs> and then get the it on Switch too. Being, the good thing about playing it on PC is that you'll have it forever in your libraries. And hopefully, you know, future architectures will allow you to still play it. Um, so, okay. Um, wondering, wondering, um, out of the games that you've, you've mentioned so far, um, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I don't have or haven't played probably about I think I, I haven't played really um, any of them, actually. Um, you should play them all. <laughs> uh, which one would you recommend uh, I play first? If, uh, if I were to... Mm. If I, if, you know, I was going to say at the beginning of this whole discussion, I mean, it really depends on what you consider a game, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously Tetris Effect, as Eric just said, you know, uh, when he wants to relax, is like the perfect kind of detachment Mm -hmm. right sort of game whereas odyssey right is a type of game where if you want to spend the time exploring and making connections and stuff right Mm -hmm. so it really depends on what you're looking for you know honestly i like to just explore the world like Mm -hmm. if i don't if i want to just do mindless stuff i'll play odyssey um or uh, witcher 3 which is coming up on my list um Mm -hmm. uh, tetris effect definitely if i'm stressed i'll play it but if i wanted like hardcore play something that'll depress me i'll play my number one game which is the last of us yeah, because you need that. Yeah, everyone needs that every once in a while, right? Well, it's also like I, I like going through the emotions of the game, right? Yeah. Because it's such a roller coaster, and I love the relationship between Ellie and Joel. Um, well, we'll get to that if, one. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, the one I if I if I definitely said the one that I would recommend it would be my number one. This is definitely in order from my to my favorite game of the mm, day. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask that actually, so that's good to know. Yeah. So number four, The Legend of Zelda. I don't know if that did that, Mike. Did I answer your question, what Michael? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It just depends on on how you how you're feeling at the time. I uh, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, if, I, if I'm looking for something to you know relax or de stress. Uh, Tetris. Oh yeah, chill out. If I, if I if I have a lot of time to kill and and like, uh, I don't know, my wife goes away for a weekend or something. Uh, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Odyssey. If your wife goes away a weekend, I would definitely play Control. Okay, because you could probably yeah. beat it in a weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's not and super you, long. Yeah. In, in Assassin's Creed, you'll probably get through the first like level in a yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Control, you, um, because you wouldn't have any distractions, um, you could really get engrossed in the story yeah it's it's got that thing where it will take you to a different place and it's worth the journey uh and the exploration mm-hmm. so yeah and and it's not super long so i did like alan wake a lot so if that's anything to, you will definitely you love mind, then, uh, yeah um i i replayed alan wake a little while ago because it was free on the epic store mm-hmm. and having just played control right before it i was like oh yes i remember mm-hmm. A lot of these feelings. Mm. I thought they, uh, nice. something happened with the music licensing, and they are like aren't, aren't allowed to sell it anymore. Or like, I don't know. Um, I think all the rights went back to Remedy, so I think everything was fine. Because I know they took it off of Steam and all of the online stories, but it came back. I think a year or two ago. Um, hmm. We'll see. Number four, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So there's an asterisk on this because I played it originally on the Wii U and I thought it was fucking horrible. (laughs) But Language, Padre, language. It all gets censored anyway, whatever. Yeah, it does. But then I played it on the Switch and I was like, holy shit, this is a good game because it was optimized for the Switch. Uh, All the loading (laughs) that I had to deal with on the Wii U and all the jankiness. Was there gone. Was oh, there, my there were times when it was just like, okay, I guess the loading screen between the for the temples and stuff, right? You just yeah. be sitting there <sighs> like, well, it's been a couple minutes. I guess I will go get a coffee oh. or something. So this is the latest entry into the uh, Legend of Zelda franchise. It's also the first open, really the first open world Zelda since the first Zelda, and this is the in timeline wise the last story. So everything, even the split timelines, everything that happened in all the Zelda games happened before this. This happens hundreds of years afterwards. And they're making a sequel to it, too. They are making a sequel. And the rumored title has been floating around today, but I'm not going to say it because it's not verified or there's only one site reporting that. Right. So this this game, they really wanted to break into the RPG elements. You can uh, craft things. You can, um, your weapons break down and degrade and all. Everything. It, it, it's totally a revamp of the, the Legend of Zelda, you know, formula. And you know what? It's fun. It's good. It's, Damn I right. want to explore the whole game even after going through the Wii U version. So um, <laughs> I, I very much enjoy this game. And I, and, and as someone who didn't like it originally, I think that's a, a mark of a game, at least one that has been, you know, properly done. Zelda players, where are you at? Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm uh, just one divine beast into the game. Only uh, one? Yeah. It's amazing because I, I, I so remember you kind of poo pooing on the game like when it was originally. Poo pooing? You. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, uh, that effing game. Uh, yeah. And, uh, despite the fact that I kept showing up on all the top 10 lists for the year and that. Uh, uh, 
as a recent switch owner and that this was like my number one to get on there. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I did. It's the physics in the game and that, uh, as you said, it's, it's open world, the first open one open world since the first game and that, but this is really open world and that when you go out looking for stuff, it feels like an expedition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you can, can see that climbing and then you get tired. You can't make it all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to like go that. on that mountain, you can definitely go on that mountain, but you got to make sure you're ready for it. Uh, you can yeah, go yeah. anywhere you can see, which is incredible. Yeah. That just reminds me of all those Todd Howard memes. See them? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, sounds like, that sounds like Skyrim advertising, except it's true this <laughs> but, time. But actually true, yeah, exactly. Um, I think this is also a game that uh, when they first released it, they didn't want to, you know, release it unfinished, so they kept on delaying it and because he didn't want to release something that was so close to what he had experienced as a child. Um, um, the creator, uh, what's the name? Oh my God, Mario creator Miyamoto. 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 Um, he was the 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 original inspiration for the Zelda games was when he was a child. He used to go and explore into the caves and the surroundings around his house when he was a child, and that's how Zelda happened. Huh. Wow. He used to go up mountains and stuff. So this is this this is pretty much his childhood in three D form, and it's a such a testament of. His creativity. It's such a good game. I mean, it does have that controversial controversial mechanic that I still don't enjoy, where where your, your weapons will oh, break after you've used oh, them. Oh, I hate times. that! I hate that mechanic. I feel like that's so. But dated. I mean, once you get used to it, I guess it's fine. But I mean, I feel like it would have been a much better game if it had maybe less weapons and and they didn't yeah. break. But I, mean, I think that's kind of. I think that was kind of a cool mechanic in that it, it wasn't about chasing like, you know, like getting a, a you know, certain weapons in your collection and that, oh, you got this, you yeah. know, super powerful plus 10 sword. So you're going to advance through the, you know, next section pretty easy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it didn't make it, it kind of makes it more about ex- exploration and collecting in that. And like the farming element in it is actually very, very useful. Um, unlike with some games where it's like it gives you the option for mixing, you know, potions, elixirs, mm. health agents that you might use, you might not use in that. You're going to use everything you find in this game. It also makes the 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 Master Sword and the Hylian Shield more... There's something more yeah. special about them once you get yeah. them. They're not yeah, just powerful, but but you want them because you finally get a weapon that's not going to break. Yeah. They both break, but it takes... They, they, yeah, they, they recharge, <laughs> like, yeah. A long yeah. time. Yeah. Definitely get it. Play it. Do it. Yeah, I got to buy yeah, a Nintendo Switch first. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, there's, there's no new um, versions of the Switch being released this year, so the, the current one that they have is the one that it's fine. I've seen, I've, I think I've seen too many memes about Nintendo Switch people. <laughs> <laughs> All true. All right. Nintendo Number three. Stuff. Number three, Mass Effect 2. Bioware's middle entry in their action role-playing space opera video game. It was released on PC, Xbox 360, and PS3. This game takes place within the Milky Way galaxy, released uh, in the 22nd century, where the humanity is threatened by an species known as the collectors <laughs> very nice shows um, the player assumes the role of commander shepherd an elite human soldier who must construct and gain the loyalty of a diverse team to stop the enemy uh bioware changed a lot of the 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 features from the first game to make this game much better uh, from yes. what i remember they yes yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was a lot of the shooting stuff it was better to the, play uh, yeah, but yeah. I think the writing was better. And there are elements of the first game that I missed. There was a lot more um, RPG elements. So when you got really, you got really yeah, into, yeah, into the first game, 
you could yeah uh, they, yeah. they went you could like have explosive ammo on your guns and and have like armor that reduced heat sink and like and just so much you can do with the first game that you can do in the second game. It was yeah. a little bit disappointing, but the story made up for it. Yeah, I think around in your rover. Yeah, I think they never yeah, got Mass those Effect vehicles two. right. The vehicles always were terrible <laughs> in all the games. <laughs> yeah, they they really went the the third person shooter for uh, Mass Effect Two. Yeah, cover shooter. And I think they they, yeah. they tried to do the RGB stuff, RGB, um, R- RPG, RPG. Uh, yeah. stuff for Andromeda, and we know how that went. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one one of the coolest parts of Mass Effect Two was this sort of idea of you know building up your team and mm-hmm. going and, and finding yes. all of their backstories and, and going on this. And it was missions. a team that you cared about. Yeah, unlike, yeah. you cared about Andromeda. Oh my god, I love that game. game. What Andromeda? No, th- this Two. one. Okay, okay. Actually, yeah. Uh, what do we keep saying Andromeda? Stop saying it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize this was a. Um, this came out in the in the last decade till I saw it on your list. I thought it was I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah, me yeah, too. me too. It was the first yeah. one I checked because I was like, I think, I think it was then, and it was just on the the tip. So, just the tip. Um, the tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game I thought had it also had it was one of the games that had DLC that was really important. Oh, it was good to the DLC. Game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it wasn't just tacked on and. I appreciated Bioware for that. Yeah. Um, well, especially... Reason, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't go fine. Well, like, uh, wasn't the whole issue, like, Liara... The Shadow Broker plotline is from 2, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yes. exactly. So so people were disappointed that she wasn't more prominent, and the DLC helped mitigate, you know, what the fans felt was lacking, right? Like, they actually addressed mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't, like, a tacked-on thing. Like, it was actually really interesting and and it really added you know to the storyline so no it was a dlc was not only just exciting and expansive but some of it actually addressed community you know uh concerns it was like a great time to be a mass effect fan and the shadow Mm -hmm. broker stuff was important for mass effect 3 like it wasn't just a throwaway thing also Mm -hmm. this game is important enough that i named my daughter after one of the characters so Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 shepherd your little daughter shepherd my my little daughter (laughs) shepherd yeah Yeah, evil shepherd it's Liara. Little, so. little Garrus running around there. <laughs> it's pretty badass, actually. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure none of us would would say this is not deserving of a, a spot on here, right? No, oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, this is a great game. It's a, yeah. it's a this is, fantastic. This is probably the last time I was uh, not disappointed in a Bioware entry. I liked Inquisition. Didn't you like Inquisition? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that yeah. game. That was the last yeah. actual that proper game. By them yeah yes Fair enough. but that was that was the one thing i found was that i think i felt like bioware took a lot of what worked with the dragon age games and applied those mechanics to mass effect as they went along well that doesn't count <laughs> yeah no, they just they just took the money from uh, dragon age to make andromeda yeah yeah well Fair. no i found that the uh the enemies in andromeda uh, worked a lot like the Inquisition uh, enemies, like the the AI, the um, oh yeah, the way that their health bars worked, which I I, yes. I, I continue I, and I will, yeah, like, I will always say that I hate the the bullet sponge elements of mm-hmm. of, of these games. Like um, mm. what I liked um, a game that did it really well actually was um, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I don't know if you guys have, have played that. Oh, yeah, but um, oh, yeah. I was on my tier too. Yeah, I was on the list too. But um, <laughs> that game did uh, fighting big things with huge health bars uh, excellently um, because 
the things would fall apart as you fought them. And, uh, mm-hmm. and monster hunter did it as well. Uh, and I, I don't think it did yes. as good as horizon zero dawn. Like every single, no, but every they single impact in horizon zero dawn had a chance of like knocking a metal plate away mm-hmm. from these like giant dinosaurs mm-hmm. or robots or whatever they were. Robo dinos. Yeah. So I and, I and I I honestly think that adds so much to the immersion of the experience of, of playing these games. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, back to Mass Effect Two, great game. Uh, no, well, no, the, no, that's yeah. true. Like, because um, the division had a lot of um, there was a lot of people who thought the same thing. So in the division two, they added a lot of armor on the the enemies, so you'd see it fall off of them. And if you yeah. took off certain aspects and you could hit their actual skin, yeah. you'd do more yeah. damage, which was amazing. I thought that was a great part of Division. And that's what makes those games great is because you're actually applying like real reality and physics to things where it's like, yes, if you keep shooting armor, it will stop working because you will shoot through it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like with Monster Hunter, where you you hack at the same part of a monster, it's going to have a giant wound there that you can target and it's going to yeah. hurt more. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, all right. With Mass, sorry, I just wanted to say with Mass Effect Two. I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. a case of fallen titans at this point. But I mean, I, I will say, despite everything that's happened since Mass Effect Two, uh, despite all of that, which is a which is a big statement. Yeah, that's a game that I would happily go back and replay. You know, a few more times. It, it, you know, yeah. like it still holds about, up. Yeah. I played on PC not too long ago. I, mean, and the I was just about to ask. Yeah, is, so, that, is it? How does it work on current PCs with our current uh, world of of shooters? It it still works fine. It looks it looks a little you yeah know, some of it's but it still plays good humorously janky. Fair. I mean yeah. I mean if, if Bio ever wants to actually save themselves, you know, all they just need to do is just remake all those games, you know, just take the mm-hmm. audio and just like put it in a nice engine, you know, and then they'll be well, doing what Square when, Enix uh, is doing now, you know. To, yeah. So <laughs> I remember I remember picking up the uh, the PS4 or was it the PS4 or the three? They did a box set of Mass three. Effect one, two, and three. Was yeah, it for the three. yeah, they never remastered I'm, it for four. Yeah, unfortunately. exactly. No. So but I, re- I remember getting the, the even the remaster version because they put all the they basically fixed a lot of the problems with like not the problems but the the updated graphics with one and two, so it matched up with what was there with three, a little so bit. It's not a hundred percent. Yeah, no, but it was a lot cleaner, like comparatively, like. And also, I was going from having played them on the 360 to a PS3. So also, I'm like, this is so shiny and pretty. I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Nine, number two, CD Projekt Red's The Witcher 3, an open-world action role-playing game based on The Witcher series by Andres Sapowski. Uh, the players take control of Geralt of Rivia, a monster hunter slash witcher who is looking for his missing adopted daughter, Siri. Who is also who is on the run from the Wild Hunt, an otherworldly force determined to capture her and use her powers. Um, so this is one of those games where it's an open world game, but your choices in the game actually, mm-hmm. you know, determine which ending you get. And there are many endings. Um, it's also they also released two really big DLCs, Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine, and those in themselves were like twenty plus hours. So this yeah. is one of those games. This this game company, CD Projekt Red, really loves their fans. They're they're passionate about their games, and it shows in the product. This game was so good. 2015, I'm still playing this game now. Like five yeah. years later, this game is... Was it 2015? Yeah. It looks. Oh, it still looks felt so, so good. much sooner. Yeah, it's still one of the best looking games I have on my mm-hmm. PC, which is phenomenal. Uh, it's available on PC, PS4, X-Bone, and the Nintendo Switch. My, uh, I recently, I finally got my wife to start playing it, um, and she couldn't mm-hmm. put it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't doubt that. It's so like the it's so compelling. Even if you haven't played two or one, um, mm-hmm. the characters leap off the screen. They're 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 just so likable, or at least 
Geralt is not a happy person, but, he, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's a funny person. He's, he's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's he gets he lightens up more in three than he was in two. In two, he was just all business all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um that's so what happens of, when you deal with assassins all through the yeah. game. Um I was gonna say the one thing I really I really do like about um about this is that C D Project Red makes a point of like they spend the time on these games. They're not just like, oh, this is popular and they pump another one out. It's looking back at it, it's literally every four years they've released a Witcher game. Because mm-hmm. the first one was, you know, two thousand seven and then eleven for two and then fifteen for three. So they spend the time on it to make it work. And they're definitely one of those game uh, game companies that won't release a game if it's not 100% yes. ready. Just only yeah. the only reason why I'm okay with being disappointed at the the delay on Cyberpunk is I'm like if they're delaying it there's a reason and yeah. it means it's going to be good. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to be like, "Oh, here's a day one patch because we wanted to get it out in time like so many other companies have been doing as well." Did you guys play The Witcher 3 when it first came out? Like in 2015? No. No. no, I I got it after the fact. So uh, I got it. I got it on launch. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, do you remember how janky the menu systems were back then, and how much they fixed all of that over the years? I don't remember. No. Oh man, it it was so weird when when like playing it now compared to what it was then because everything flows so much better. So they continually improve the game even after it's out. Like it was a good game. They just made it way better. So good. Yeah. I love companies like that. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I no, actually don't remember the how the menus worked at all when it first came out. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Uh, not garbage, but well, yeah. I don't remember it being an issue for me. So I uh, yeah. obviously I don't remember, and I don't remember the change. So I don't think I ever had a problem with it. It was like something that I just dealt with, and it was like, oh, that's part of the game. Whatever. Yeah, it wasn't bad. They just made it better. Yeah. 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 All right. And that's, I mean, if they're going to give you a patch on something that's just going to improve the quality as opposed to fixing a problem, good on so them. So they yeah, talked exactly. about, you know, continuing the Witcher universe. And I'm like wondering mm-hmm. how that's going to take shape. Like what, what the next game is going to be. Is it going to follow Geralt? Mm-hmm. Or um, they said yeah. no. So it's like, do I want, do I even want to play as anybody else? Like at this point? I, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting because I know uh, they, didn't want to go more into this uh, series because they had issues with Andres Sapolsky, the author of the Witcher series. They were going, right. they had some rights issues, mm-hmm. um, but they have, you know, they settled. Those. They have mended. They've, yeah. they've settled it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder if he's going to build something around, you know, other characters in the game. I, I think it'd almost be nice for them to go back and redo one and two because it's been so long since they came out. Like they could literally go back and using the the engine they have for it now, put it on those, they put those games on the new engine so people can play them again. It'd be nice to see what Kara Morin and the world was, was like before the Witchers were all sort of wiped out. Wiped out. Right. Yeah. I think that would like, be yeah. Like, they could they could go backwards, you know, like almost prequely territory, and just I see what happens. Hate prequels. I, I don't. I might be in the minority here. But I, I can't stand prequels. That's why I didn't like the new Red Dead Redemption. I just don't like prequel games. Was it a prequel? I never played it. So yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, Red Dead Two <laughs> takes place before. Wait, there's three games in that series, right? Revolver, Redemption, yep. and then Redemption Two. Uh, but yep. yeah, Redemption yeah. Two takes place before uh, Redemption. Revolver. Red Dead it's Revolver. technically yeah, part of the games. series, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, weird. Anyway, I just, um, I don't I don't like any game that involves me having to stare at a horse's ass walking around for hours. <laughs> but the Witcher Three, 
It's not a bogus feature. It's going to yeah. sound like uh, Todd Howard. Yeah, well, yeah, but with The Witcher, you can move the camera. With Red Dead, you're locked hey, hey, behind hey, that Hey, they horse. had people program the testicles on those horses to rock. I cold, know, okay? I, I mean, know. you got to look at that, right? I know. See the quality. Oh, Lord. And I'm not going to give them my $85 to pay a programmer that had to design horse balls for weeks on end. So here's a game that's, that's on somebody's resume. So that's a choice. Just because choices. That would be so amazing. let's go to number one where there can, are can, no can, horse balls. Can, can I add something really, really quick? Oh, yeah, go for it. Witcher? Yeah, yeah. Just, just like one of the things that really caught me in that game is just the the, the, the intricate details, the, like the, the little story elements that, mm-hmm. that you, you might potentially pass over. Some of them are just written into some of the quests. But the just sort of tug on your heartstrings. Like I remember yeah. seeing, like you, you find like a, a dead body, and then you find like a letter next to the body, and you read the letter, and it's this letter to this character's father or something. And it's, and it, it's just, it was just in the environment. It wasn't yeah. part of the storyline. It was just out there. Yeah. And you find it, and you f- suddenly have this emotional connection with this with this story moment that that was just there for you to discover. Mm. And, and then later so- you'll go to like a random house and you'll talk to someone and they'll, they'll be looking for that person. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. just wouldn't even know that it's like, yeah, you're it, like, Oh no, it was an actual connected world. It mm. feels mm-hmm. real. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best the, kind of world yeah. building that doesn't actually happen very often. So yeah, that's powerful. That's good. Cause Mass Effect so 2, are, sorry, Mass Effect 2 arguably has that not to the same degree that the Witcher does, but you know, it had that no, connective sure. tissue, which is why I think we have such fond memories. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. oh no, I was just going to say for those who have only seen the TV show, um, Yaskir is Dandelion in the game. Uh, Dandelion yes. was the name they used in the English translation of the book. Mm-hmm. So they went with that in the video game. Yaskir yeah. is the is the Polish name that they used in the original books. Does it so translate they kept that in uh, Approximately, I think. I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. That's a thing we'll add in a later episode yeah. when we do the Witcher episode. There you go. Bam, bam, bam. Bum, bum, um, stay tuned. All right. My number one. Finally, we're at this. Number one. <laughs> the Last of Us. The action-adventure survival horror game by Naughty Dog. Players control Jewel, a smuggler, tasked with escorting a teenage girl, Ellie, across a post-apocalyptic United States. Players use firearms, improvised weapons, and stealth to defend against hostile humans and people infected by a mutated strand of the cordyceps fungus. Um, the original score was composed by Gustavo Santo Viala. And mm-hmm. I think what was special about this game is the relationship between Joel, Ellie, that was the focus of the game. All the acting by Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, who portrayed Joel and Ellie, was just beautiful. I think this has some of the best voice acting, motion capture, yeah. music in any game. Um, yeah. it, it tugs on your heartstrings. Everything seems so special about it. Um, if you play the game, play it on the mode where you don't have the the echo 3D effect. Oh, and, it, and then just, yeah. just play it the way they wanted you to play it. It's such a good game. I can't recommend this game enough. I thought it was boring. I'm just kidding. 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 <laughs> I almost you peed myself. Heart attack. Um, but yeah, did, has everyone played this game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm gonna. Did you guys do the multiplayer at all? I loved it. I, I did. did. I loved I it did too. too. I broke the shit out of it though. I found out like before they might have patched it out eventually, but when the game first came out, you could just take bandages and heal people and then like be top of the scoreboard just by. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember people. that was an yeah, exploit. I that. Yeah, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that you could connect to Facebook so your friends could be dying in the game. 
uh, mm. in the multiplayer aspect. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird having the Facebook <laughs> images come up as the people. Yeah. And I was like, eh, you know what? I feel like if uh, this person died in the in the video game, I should probably unfriend them on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. But yeah, no, that was, uh, I mean, there's a lot of games that I think uh, dramatically uh, had an impact on us, but that was just, yeah, this was just a great story and it was just told really well. And I, you know, I often think about, you know, how like uh, Ebert, um, Robert Ebert, uh, not Robert Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert, many years ago, like he made some disparaging comment about like video games and and just As basically people do. Yeah, well, he had this notion that you would never be able to get like the same um, storytelling, you know, cinematic quality as film in video games. And and I, I always come back to this like every year when I encounter mm-hmm. yet another. You know, they're never going to replace cinema, but there are certain types of storytelling immersions that. Uh, are at least equivalent or divergent from cinema that are very worthwhile. And and Last of Us is one of the best examples of of a powerful, powerful story on all levels. Yeah, a lot of boomers do that. Like, uh, like Sapowski did um, Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Sapowski did the same thing with The Witcher where he said, you know, um, it, that, this was when he was fighting with CD Projekt Red, but he was like, yeah. you know, video games aren't a good medium for, for storytelling. And uh, there's really only one response to that. Yeah. Well, he, it was his fault. He wanted a, a flat rate instead of getting a percentage of the games. And then after it blew up, he was, yeah, realized, oh, wait, hold on. I guess I can get more money. This this video game thing will take off. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but this game, The Last of Us, there's the first 10 minutes, I don't think I have been affected by a video game oh, that much. Yeah. In, in anything. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We can't say no, anything, but oh, man. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to basically disprove uh, the emotional impact of a game, you just play the first ten minutes of that to show <laughs> what a game can do to you. I think yeah, everybody's played it. Uh, we can probably spoil it. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Just in well, case you know someone what? hasn't. If you haven't played it, um, go to. There's a YouTube channel called Retro Replay. It's Troy Baker and um, Nate Nolan North, and they go and play video games. They actually, they nice. actually. Nolan North had never played this game. So he sat down with Troy Baker and a couple of the other actresses in the game and they had him play through it. So watch the emotional impact. You can see the actors like it still affects them. Like when they watch the scenes that they did together. Mm. Wow. It's it's amazing. It's a, it's such a great YouTube channel. That sounds cool. Check it out. So this is not just my number one of the last 10 years. This is actually my favorite game of all time. Nice. Um, and they, they put out a, a remaster for PS4 yeah. for this one as well, yeah. which mm-hmm. which meant I had to play that 10 minutes again. <laughs> yeah, no. it, it hurts more now that I'm a parent too. Um, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. We're done my list after many, many discussions. Um, was there anything that I didn't add on to my list that you guys think should have been popped on? All right, I'll take this one. Yeah, let's go with Michael first. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with you first anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a few. Um, and it, 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 it all boils down to taste, right? So yeah, exactly. I really enjoyed Skyrim. I would, I would put Skyrim on the, on the list. Uh, when you, uh, and for this is mostly for, for those of us that have a PC, when you mod the shit out of Skyrim, you turn it into like a completely different game. You revamp the combat system. You can make it into something that's uh, amazing and fun to play. Uh, you revamp the leveling system to add more perks and make it more of like an RPG experience and the kind of like watered down 
McMill toast experience that that you know <laughs> Howard made it into from Oblivion and, and Morrowind before that. Like, there's no spell crafting system. It's, it's, you can get mods that add like thousands of spells. So I may have to ask you that because I got bored with Skyrim when I originally played it. So yeah, I definitely would love some mods. Yeah, and there's mods that add entire like voiced like quest lines and things like that. And a lot of them are very good. And, uh, you know, Bethesda is only starting to catch up to what modders have been doing with their, you know, their new paid mods that, that you can get. They've started adding quests and, and, and custom content like that, but none of it's voiced yet. So they're still not like at the point where modders have been since like a year after release, which is, which is crazy. But um, yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim makes it onto my list. Uh, I've spent a lot of time and I noticed that um, you don't have any RTS games on your uh, RTS or like, um, yeah, or um, I forget what the term is for games like Re- um, uh, real time strategy. I was going to put Civ well, 6 on there. Civ, Civ isn't a real time strategy. It's called, it's like a five. I forget what the actual term is for, for Civ, but we can just lump it into RTS, but it's like, yeah. uh, there is a term for that type of game and it's eluding me right now. And I'll think of it like an hour after the podcast. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like four E or something. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. Yeah. It's like explore, expand. Four yeah, X. Four X. Four X. Yes. Yeah. That that's it. it. Yes. 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 Explore, yes. Expand. Yeah. Yeah. So and something else. <laughs> um, two, and two other X's. Yeah. So Civ <laughs> five probably makes it on the list. I've played a lot of Civ five. I would say total war. Warhammer two is a mixture of RTS and four X. And I would put it on. Um, I would put it on the list. Uh, I love that game. I've played a lot. Yeah. Like, if I put a, an RTS on there, I played a shit ton of StarCraft too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. StarCraft. Yeah. yeah that was the no. That came. That out, wasn't. That, came out, that was that's earlier. 2009. That's 2009. It was 2010. Was oh, it really? July 27, oh. 2010. Okay. All right. All right. I just remember. <laughs> I remember playing it in class in university, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then. Probably Stellaris, which was another weird 4X RTS like merger, and you could do a lot of fun stuff with that game. I actually got the um, the uh, I got a mod for that that allowed you to change like the voice of all your ships to uh, they they like ripped the um, audio from the Dawn of War games. Yeah, uh, and so I, I have played, to try this now. That's gonna I be the first it. thing I put on my new computer. Is a this is 40k modded Stellaris. So I, I played orcs and I ripped a uh, I ripped the orc audio and so you like click stuff with your like construction ships and you're like right away. Oh yeah, crumb the get and it, I don't know. It'd be pretty fun. Uh, this and, is one of those games that I have in my Steam library that I've never played Stellaris. But, mm. but you could do a lot of really cool stuff with that. Like you could develop your space civilization in so many so many different ways and there's so many different traits that you could add to your to your people you could have like strong like soldiers and then you would be like very much into landing your troops on on planets um i don't know and there's different stuff like it's it's hard to explain but there's also like a rock paper scissors element to it in in the space combat where like you know mass uh, weapons uh, like physical weapons are good against shields and Lance weapons are good against armor, and um, so you build a fleet composition that is like good against um, certain things or good against everything. And you think about that when you're crafting all the different parts to your ships, and your ships have power supplies. But on top of that, there's also like a resource management and empire management system, and it's all in real time. So you can like slow the game down or speed it up. It's everything about it's real cool. You can pause it if you want to too. 
yeah, no, I just, I, I really enjoyed that game. So those are the three like RTS type games that I would, uh, that I'd probably add in and then I would add in Skyrim and then I met my wife on League of Legends. So even though that game is probably responsible for some of my worst behavior online, uh, <laughs> I would, I would have to throw it in there. Um, and then, uh, my two most played games on steam, uh, as, as I mentioned, probably before the podcast are these like survival building crafting games, Ark survival evolved. And I love dinosaurs. So it has to be in there. And I yeah. know that that's going to be controversial. Like a lot of people don't like those types of games. If you like them though, that's probably the best one. And then, uh, Conan exiles, which is another game in that vein. Uh, yeah. but that had a lot of really good, uh, role-playing servers. So I was on our RPPVP server where I had like a bunch of different characters and it had permadeath. So once you died, you died, but that, that these, was cool. Yeah. These are those games that I, 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 I enjoy, but I think I enjoy more with people and then I have people that just drop off and then I don't like playing those games by myself. I tried I to, yeah, I have friends that I played with and they stopped playing, but then by the time I, they stopped playing, I kind of integrated with the server community. So, oh, yeah. um, it, 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 it bounced out for me, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that those are, those are a bunch of the games that I had, I had fun playing. I would throw Dragon Age Inquisition in there as well. That is a good game. And Doom I forgot how much I played that game too on PS4. Yeah, yeah, that game was great. I played so many different characters on that. And I and I being a completionist, I 100%ed every like point of interest on every map. Oh, good uh, lord. And every <laughs> time I do a playthrough like without fail, I I stop playing in the first area. I get about 75% of the way through all the different points of interest. And I'm like, okay, I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> Fair. So I can't, I, like, it has no replay value for me, even though there should be replay value, but um, yeah, that's good. And then uh, Doom 2016. Uh, I, I haven't yep. been an FPS guy in a while, but um, that game, holy shit, that game. I actually mm-hmm. started playing online for that game again. Uh, and uh, I was getting pretty good at the, the online for it. Like I had it on, I had it on Xbox one before I sold my Xbox one because there's no good game. Yeah. So, um, that's the only game where you as the player get, you get the awesome boss music, the whole game. Yep. Yep. Right. Normally you get the boss music as an awesome. You are the badass boss the whole game. Yeah. It was beautiful. I love that game so much. That was, and the next one comes out, uh, in a month and I am, uh, didn't it get pushed? I think it's getting pushed no, back a little bit. No, no, no. It got pushed. It, no, they've it, it been. Got, it, got, it was supposed to come out December. They pushed it back. To oh, March. it got pushed to the next yeah, month. Okay. Yeah, no, they've been promoting it everywhere. So, so it's coming I, out. Yeah, I'm going to grab it. It's going to be the only game uh, I buy this year. Um, not that I'm not going to get other games new, but um, it's going to be the you only one. You should get Cyberpunk <laughs> this gonna, year as well. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what? I do want to support CD Projekt uh, Red. So I'll, I'll buy that one too. I, I, I'll, buy, I'll, buy, <laughs> I'll buy Cyberpunk and I'll buy. Uh, <laughs> I'll buy Doom Eternal. Last of yeah. Us too. <laughs> if it ever comes out. Uh, well, if it comes out this year, maybe I'll buy that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice, but, uh, yeah nice. th- those are my additions to the list. Does anybody have any, uh, nice. any critiques of those? You know what? Um, All of those are good. I never played no, Ark or um, those. I, I played a little bit, but most of my friends on the PC just sort of whenever something new and shiny comes on, they'll just switch to that. And then I'm by myself and I don't like doing that. Um, but Doom 100%. That was that was one of those games that I had in my top 10 over well, and over. Well, if you have any, if you do have, find yourself having some free time, I, I just reinstalled Ark and I was playing the, 
hop onto a server and play. But we'll see if my child ever goes to bed. It you know <laughs> <take> those games. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, for me, uh, Skyrim again, the fun game. Loved it. Definitely an improvement over. Obl- I I really did not get into Oblivion, and I tried to. I just couldn't. Uh, Skyrim, I was able to get into a little a little more, which was kind of nice. It was good, mindless hack and slash fun. Um, you really made me want to install Stellaris now that I realize it's in my Steam library. <laughs> yeah, I've got it in my library too. It's a good four uh, X. Like, it's a good four X if there, that's there, the there, kind of thing you want. There, there was a uh, there, there, there's a Star Trek mod for Stellaris too that I've never actually had a chance to install. But do it. Could, do it. Could be fun. <laughs> um, Arkham, I gotta throw Arkham City out there. Yep. Um, like, well, Arkham City slash Arkham Knight, both of them, because they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I, I um, would put more City on there than Knight. C- city more so. I mean, Knight was Knight was prettier. City had the better story. Yeah. Knight also had the it, car, right? I didn't like yeah, the car stuff. Oh. I, I, I felt they overused it because they're like, yeah. hey, we finally did the mechanic. We're going to do this. And they kind of overdid it to death a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but that being said, it was just, it was a yeah. nice addition. You can you can um, blow up these fully automated tanks because we want you to be able to blow up yeah. stuff, but we don't want you to actually yeah. kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I'll, uh, Arkham City, because again, it was, you know, the, the, the second chapter after Arkham Asylum, which was a breakaway hit. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it gave Mark Hamill the chance to say goodbye to the and and Kevin Conroy to say goodbye to those characters for a little bit. Well, yeah, (laughs) but I mean, it gave us a definitive end of the Joker and no one got butthurt about it, which was a surprising instance there. Yeah, that's true. Um, And I also found every time I played those games, I got excited for what villains they were going to bring in to see how they created them, how they redid them in the games. Yeah. We were talking about the, the, um, origins, the the or the crocodile or not croc, croc uh, killer croc killer croc and how amazing yeah. they were in the show yeah <laughs> um yeah no just I, I said I was a big fan of the of what uh, they did with those characters mm. like every time they bring a character into the game it was always it was an event it was a thing and they found a way to bring in a lot of characters that didn't have a lot of uh, light shone on them yeah. yep. at the time yep. yeah. Yeah, we take for granted uh, a lot of the characters that people know yeah. now because of the movies and TV shows. But yeah, yeah, very obscure characters were pulled in. And and well, like the one that jumps out to me right out of the out of the gate that actually was in Arkham City, and it was a character that Hawk brought up when we did our Batman episode, which was Deacon Blackfire. Right. right. Uh, which is that was the first time I ever heard of that character, and then I did the research and went back and read the comics that he was talking about. And I was like, I love that character. It's amazing. He was strange, right? Too. Yeah. He was strange. Yeah. Was a yeah. calendar man for- randomly in the game too. <laughs> well, calendar man with the coolest in-game Easter egg ever. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If you want to talk about completionist, that was the most annoying <laughs> uh, chore ever, but damn it. It was so worth it when you finally got that year. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about in uh, Arkham city, uh, in the basement of the Gotham jail is Calendar Man, who was uh, a featured character from like, the Long Halloween and a few other uh, comics. Mm-hmm. He's locked up. And if you go back there, at, if you go visit him in-game every major holiday, at the end of a year's worth of those holidays, you get an achievement. For him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or you but can change the <laughs> date on your PlayStation and do the same thing. You used to be able to. They patched that <gasps> and you can't do it anymore because <gasps> people, they found out people were doing that and they patched it so you had to actually do it real time. That's hilarious. Because um, they oh, wanted, wow. they're like, if you're going to do it, commit to it. I was like, God damn it. Okay. You guys are savages, but I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah. Arkham City, Skyrim. Um, I'm going to throw out The Witcher 2 
which was 2011. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that game got me into the series as a whole, uh, both the books and the games. Cause I, and I picked it up on a whim cause it looked kind of neat. And I was at EB. I'm like, I have some money. I want to get a game. The guy's like, you should try this. It's pretty good. And I, I played it and I was like, eh, it's really, really hard. And the mechanics are difficult. I'm going to put it down. And I put it down for like six months. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually pick it up. I'm going to power through this. And I did. And I was like, my God, that game was massive. Uh, loved it. Just the world that it created made me so happy. I love that game. And without two, we would have had no three. Yeah. Two was actually really good. Um, hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of them. I never actually finished two. Yeah. I, I don't know if I did either, to be it honest. Took me, it took me three months of like solid gameplay to, to get through it. It was, it was long. They remastered it. Was, it. So did they? Yeah. Well, not remastered it. They sort of updated the graph. It's enhanced now. Oh, okay. Is it for what PC? Console? Oh, whatever. I don't have a, I'm not playing on a PC. I don't have a PC to play on. Yeah. We'll make you one. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the last one I have, and I, I don't know if you guys spoke about it. I'm sure you probably did when I was in transit uh, is God of War. Nope. 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 God of War 2018. That was a good game. Um, I love that. I love the game. I, they re, they, I love that they were able to take an established franchise and reinvent the wheel with it. Yeah. Uh, where they gave you Kratos, but they gave you a different, a slightly different Kratos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And made you fall in love with it again. <laughs> I, I, I never thought God of War plus Sun would have been, you know, compelling, but they did it and he yeah. didn't seem like a, a hindrance to the story or the gameplay. I, Not at all. I own that game and I haven't played it yet. And you I do, so you need play to that play that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a solid game. game. Oh, okay. You're going to be added. I, I was about to buy Odyssey. No, just play God, no, play, play God of War. No, play God of War. Yeah. Um, nah, it's, nah. it's, 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 Delightfully frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Valkyries. Oh, wow. Yeah, once you get mid game and it kind of it opens up, like but once they basically once they open up uh, the realms, it gets really frustrating because you're like you have to walk that line between do I want to just finish the game or do I want to complete the game? Hmm. And if you want to complete the game, you're in for a long haul. If you want to finish the game, it's not that bad. You can do it with relative ease. But if you want to platinum uh, the game. Strap in. Well, strap in. You're going to be out in a while. Those Valkyries, you will cuss out. Yeah. I, uh, I, I remember going to each and every one of those. And, and uh, Muselheim, too. Mm-hmm. That freaking mountain. Once you once you defeat... Um, once you kill uh, about four Valkyries, the rest become a little bit easier. Yes. The first three are pretty yes. hard. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other, but the other fun thing with God of War, which I love and I'm sure you guys know about, is there is uh, an Infinity Gauntlet Easter egg in the game. Uh, yeah, fun. There's, there's a lot there's of fun, a, fun Easter eggs. There's a, a gauntlet attachment that you can find, and there are certain runes that if you attach it, it basically mimics the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's very wow. cool. But again, that one's like a, you have to go out of your way to find them, and it's not easy. But if you do it, it is one of the best weapons to have in the game. Isn't there like in-game text about it too, which is yes. funny. I, it's the only way you know which runes to use because it hints at the fact that they're infinity stones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Based off, like, what they're meant to do. So you have to like, you have to know what each infinity stone does mm-hmm. and then figure out how to attach them properly. The, the, I think what I loved about this game was also the cliffhanger ending, which made me want to play more of this game and throw my controller at the TV at the same mm-hmm. time. <laughs> It was such a good way to end this game and mm-hmm. knowing that they're not doing DLC and they're just doing another game made it hurt yeah. a little bit more. That that bothered me a lot. But they're not though, doing another like, game? 
No, they are. Oh, they are doing. They're not doing another game, but they're not doing DLC. I I completely heard what you said backwards. (laughs) But that bothered me because I'm like, there's still realms that they have that you haven't unlocked that you can't, you cannot access in the game. But like, don't put them there and tease me with it if I'm not going to be able to go there. That's just rude. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's going to be a couple of years before it comes out. Sure. We'll have cyberpunk to keep us Uh, busy until then. Exactly. All right. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of quick games I can those? add. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So uh, going through the list, actually some of these games, because in the past decade I became a father and some of these games actually um, are important to me because they're games that I play with my kids um, yeah. and, and they're games that I put many, many, many hours into. Um, one of them was actually part of that whole, um, uh, I, I don't know if it was a phase that we were going through with uh, the, the, the games that you would buy toys uh, four. Oh yeah. Highlanders. Yeah. Well, uh, no, specifically the one I'm choosing is Lego dimensions. Yeah. That was uh, the best of them. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I bought almost all of the, the, the Lego kits that went along with that. And how did that game fail? It was Lego. Oh, oh it was so <laughs> video good. Game it was and it, Legos. and it had all of your favorite franchises attached to it. You could play the Ghostbusters yeah. world, the, the doctor who world, the back to the future, the Jurassic park, like everything was in there. You and they got a lot of the voice actors to do it. Yeah, and, and the actual yeah. actors, which is crazy. Yeah, the and Doctor for, Who one is amazing. That's the best Doctor yeah. Who game out there. Is the <laughs> yeah. Lego Dimensions expansion, but it's solid yeah. for a game and for Doctor Who. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Oh, and the Portal one too. Oh man, yeah, the Lego Dimensions yeah. is fantastic. The Portal one, yeah. the uh, the Harry Potter one was really good. Um, ba- basically, um, it was the, the Lego games were, were the games that my, my son really got, uh, into video gaming playing. Like he, he, he got really good at the Lego games. And so, um, Lego dimensions was something cool where I could just like, I could come home and be like, Hey, look what I bought. And I've got like a, uh, a kit for whatever, uh, Ghostbusters or something. And then we would just put it all together and play it on the weekend. And, and it was just a blast. And yeah, it's really sad that the game was discontinued for a little while there. I was able to get some of the kits really cheap and then they all vanished. And then, yeah, they uh, still show up in dollar stores every so often. Yeah. I'm always on the lookout. Yeah. Uh, so Lego dimensions is one of them. Um, uh, Minecraft is, is a game that I played a ton of over, over. Didn't the, that come out in 2009? No, the original beta came out in 2009. It was released in 2011. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I'll give you that. There's a lot of stuff that came out in 2011. <laughs> yeah. But uh but my, yeah. Minecraft was sort of like those, you know, survival uh games. It was like the uh, proto survival, yeah. You know, and and it's a, it's another one that's just, you know, if, if you want to kill some time and you like there's so many mechanics, especially now like what things have added to that game. Um Do you still have your server? <laughs> no. No. That that was actually our friend Rick that had the server. Uh yeah. yeah. And uh uh, I remember going in and playing that with other people, building worlds. Great game. Um, and I got two more. Uh, Pokemon Go. I think it's the only mobile game that we've mentioned today. But I mean, I put mm-hmm. I put hundreds and hundreds of hours. I still play that game daily. I'm always out, you know, making sure that I'm spinning Pokestops, catching, you know, the the latest. The game's been out for three years now. When they come out 2016. Yeah. So yeah. It's, we're coming into its fourth fourth year. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta get your steps in and open in those eggs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and then my last one was my sort of game of the decade is Diablo three, and I played a ton of Diablo three, um, 
And we, we were joking sort of off recording that, that that's a, uh, that can be a spreadsheet game for some people. And, and that's really the way that I played it. Um, me and a friend would play that game in such a specific way that when a new season would start, we would be fully leveled, like power leveled within like the first couple of hours um, all the way up. And then we'd already start uh, working Did you on- do leaderboards? We, we would like for, for the various seasons we would do, we would try to, to see how long before, you know, we would quickly get knocked off those leaderboards, but it was, it was, it was still just a fun thing to do. And, and you would try to see how many, like how high of a rift you could get through. Uh, so that was, that was a game that I put, oh man, hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game. So, so how excited are you for Diablo 4? Oh, I can't wait. Mm. I'm really excited, mm. <laughs> but there, there are going to be people that hate it. Right, because there are people that that never really liked Diablo three. They were, you know, purist for Diablo two. I do love Diablo two. Diablo two is good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. those are mine. All right, cool. Uh, we went through. Well, Hawk, are you there? Can you still hear us? Yeah. Can you can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any? Yeah, do you want to add to that? Uh, I added just a couple of games in that. I didn't really prepare too much of a list in that, but there That's were cool. three honorable mentions in that I wanted to. Uh, rather than Destiny 2 in that, one of my favorite experience of the past decade was probably the original Destiny. You were the uh, one that played the longest out of all of us. I original. know. I know. So many people have dropped off it, you know, like flies. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried to stay as long as I could. <laughs> uh, but for just as like, you know, in his first, that first iteration and that, and the, especially with the first raid, uh, the Vault of Glass, it still remains kind of one of the pinnacles of gaming of the last decade for me. And that, that, that raid is. I love that raid. That raid that was, was really so good. Fun. We were actually yeah. fairly good at that raid. Yeah. Yeah. Vault, we had that one. Yeah. Glass. This, Despite the anger yeah. from some people, uh, the oh, other ones God. were worse. Though Vault of Glass, we had it down. Like, yeah. yeah, I think Crota was the one yeah. that broke yeah. some people. Yeah, Crota was so frustrating, and the one after that was even worse. <laughs> oh, I ran Taken yeah. King hundreds of times. Yeah, <laughs> I like I liked all the raids from Destiny One. Yeah, I liked all. I, um, but I think I think Ry- the Vault of Glass was my favorite. It, yeah. it was yeah. just it was Wrath of the Machines was probably my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know uh, the king, you know the Taken King raid was great. Oh, it was very good. Uh, I think it was just because yeah. we got swords for the first time for Crota. Swords, <laughs> uh, I know a cool thing. And um, the the other thing about that game was like you know the exotics used to be such a I don't know there was a sta- it was, there was special. A to, yeah, there was a status to them. Yeah, especially like you know if, like if Galahorn. <laughs> no, it, the one for me was like in the Crucible. If you were on the receiving end of the Vex Mythoclass and that, it was so infuriating. I never got that goddamn gun. I, oh my really god! Got it. I'm yeah, so angry. I still was, don't have it. I never got it, it either. Was bro- yeah, oh, it was the most man. broken gun ever. <laughs> I remember we were doing a raid, like we had taken someone in for their first time and they got it on the first go. And I was like, what yes. the F? This is like our 15th time doing this. And yeah. I still haven't gotten There's it. There's moments that like that that have, have changed my whole attitude towards gambling as well as Destiny. I, I'm out on both. So. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, you were saying? There's one gun that I, that I always wanted in the first one and I farmed so long for it to try to get it and never, never got it. And uh, it particularly hurt me because I, I used I used pistols in PvP. Um, oh, which one was it? It was the last wish. Yep. It was the one that had the really cool like fanning the hammer. Yeah. Uh, the last but, word. Uh, yeah. The sorry. Last word. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was I got that gun. It was my favorite gun. You kept on getting all the exotics. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> 
that's why you kept playing until the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, the game love i don't know the game has an affection for it <laughs> yeah. i i yeah I, I can't even say anything bad about it i do i did enjoy it a lot yeah and it was kind of like my first experience with like you know really it was my first experience with like you know an online play and that with other people and that so yeah. you know it, it, than, it, like, really the, it was the game yeah, that brought us all together yeah, for me too yeah then yeah, I mean, COD, you know, it's like you, you can never connect with people on that thing. And, the, you know, especially in like the, the PvP matches and that, it just got so weird and awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good you way know. of putting it. You did, you, you did actually end up meeting genuine, like, you know, gaming buddies on, on Destiny. So. You still also screw around in Destiny, which I think was fun. Like, people, yeah. people just go around and goof off. You can do that in like Titanfall or something like that, right? Yeah, no, it's true. There, there was enough sort of casual elements that you could kind of tune out and just chat, you know. And then there was the serious mm-hmm. stuff too. So it's yeah, it had both. Oh, yeah. I like Titanfall. That was another one. Titanfall two. Titanfall two was yeah, yeah it was a great game. Yeah, yeah, it had, was a, it had one of the best campaigns I've, I've played. Yeah, the single player was surprisingly good. Yeah. for Titanfall two. Right? I did not expect anything from it, but it it delivered. Anything else? Uh, on? Last thing. Uh, yeah, last thing I wanted to mention was an honorable mention to uh, Dark Souls, which came out in 2012, I believe. Oh, we had no Souls games. games. Oh, yeah, we didn't do any Souls games. Yeah, that's true. I would have put because we like games. <laughs> I know. Uh, this one got we me play out. games for joy. <laughs> I don't know. This one got an honorable mention from me because, you know, yeah, like a lot of the games that in, in, in its wake over the past decade that I've fallen in love with have been based on that you know that engine uh, i really yeah. got into dark souls 3 like i played a lot of it uh yeah, used to go, used to, go to the pvp pits and i would like do duels <laughs> i did that once on pc and i d- decided <laughs> the worst thing i've ever done <laughs> I, uh, I'm, no, I'm no good at those. i love i love doing those and i would try to do it with all the shit weapons too i'd be like i would i'd make a point yeah. of not using the op stuff and uh, I would get robbed, but I, but I tried. God, You're probably one of the build. people that just murdered me. <laughs> Only person I know that can post someone in the game with a character. I love that. Oh, man. Oh, what about you, Steve? Um, I think you're done, right, Huck? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Some that have already been mentioned, uh, but I like them too. Like Doom is just, it was such a refreshing um, dynamic, engaging, and yeah, you just feel like a total badass, you know, which, you know, uh, is, it's, it's elusive, you know? Yeah. You can like, you know, blow up stuff in a lot of games, but that's the thing. Like Eric mentioned, the score is like this, it just, it just chases you, you know, and you just mm-hmm. run and the whole game is just nonstop just due to the way they designed it. I mean, it's hard to explain, but basically, you know, it's a very unforgiving game. But when you get into this flow, uh, the whole the whole nature of the violence just it just builds. It's not a it sounds it sounds <laughs> really aggressive, but it's just a really well built you know shooter. Oh, it is aggressive. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's a, it's aggression you yeah. know made into a, a a nice system you know for for gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, God of War just because yeah I I love the previous games, but this iteration um, took the series and the characters in a different place and. That's rare, you know, like that they can actually evolve, you know, yeah. something that you've grown up with. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of these actually Eric had on, a, on another list, um, but I would like to add in uh, from that list uh, Journey just because that's the game I play yeah. when I want to relax. I'm not a Tetrisy type person, so Journey's the one <laughs> I like, you know, especially so, because I get to help people, you know, who haven't played, yeah. you know, and 
So funny thing about Journey is that's the music I listen to on the train uh, when I'm going to work and I fall asleep. Uh, so now when I play the game, I start falling asleep. Oh, no. So I sort of ruined that <laughs> game. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but Journey is a great game if you want to introduce someone who's afraid of games to games because, yeah, it's it's a very simple, very very beautiful little little environment. But It's on PC now, too. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. But, yeah, my games, I guess the games that I like to put on my list are the kinds of games where, yeah, you're exploring a, a kind of an interesting place in a different world, and it's just a very well-developed world. And so I have one, one last one I want to add, which is, you know, maybe not on anyone's best list, but if we're talking about favorite lists, uh, and it was uh, the first uh, Dishonored. Um, which was a, a very mm. weird sort of kind of like a thief style game. And if you don't know what that is, that's just a game where you're like this guy who sneaks around in like this sort of kingdom. But uh, Dishonored was interesting because it had this um, this great plot and it was set in this very strange like cosmic horror laced steampunk yeah. Um, yeah. world, European world. So though, just I just love the art direction. I mean, I love uh-huh. like, the little tidbits of story. And um, you gained abilities, but you didn't have to play in any particular way. You could choose how you approach the world, from being mm-hmm. very aggressive to be very, being very quiet. And there was a moral compass as well, which was nice, because you could... Uh, you could take out, like the whole game was based on a cycle of revenge, basically. And you could choose uh-huh. to be very violent in how you enacted your revenge or very um, uh, just, I suppose. And uh, yeah. it actually had an impact on the the overall world because mm-hmm. the more violent you got, the more aggressive the world became. And ultimately, the ending is affected by that, too. So I actually haven't played the second one, which I'm afraid I'm ashamed to say because I, I have it. But uh, there were a lot of bugs early on and I just haven't had the time. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, Dishonored, if, if, if you like uh, engaging worlds and great power sets, uh, it's a first person uh, game. And if you like sneaking around, uh, it's one of the best sneaky games. So, yeah. Was it? Uh, I feel it was Bethesda, wasn't yeah, it? I, I yeah, I hesitate to, to attach Bethesda to a lot of things. It's by Arcane yeah. Studios under Bethesda, just as Doom okay, is yeah. by ID. I, I do not want yeah. those games being associated mm-hmm. with Bethesda because they don't oh, yeah. have their asses from their elbows anymore. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, the, the yeah. only the only reason I mention it is because I remember buying it because I had just been playing sure. Fallout Three, and I'm like, oh, I love sure. this studio. I want to yeah. see what. No, they're playing there was a time when Bethesda was just so, yeah. knocking out hits. Wolfenstein. Uh, Dishonored yeah. and Doom back to back, and I was like, "This is the best okay. game studio ever!" Right? But okay, so they're adding. I know. If, I know people talk a lot of shit about Fallout seventy six, right? Well, yeah, exactly so. but they're adding yeah. NPCs and actual quest lines and factions <laughs> in the game. Do you think? Do you think that it's going to feel rushed and half written, or do you think they're going to actually do a good job with the NPCs and quest lines? That they this is this is a whole other debate because the problem is, in my <laughs> opinion, that game was just it was created under a false pretense, sold under a false pretense. I don't think it was ever really clearly figured out what it was supposed to be. So they can add things all they want. I mean, mm-hmm. Anthem apparently is going to get rebooted in a year. I don't know what's going to happen, right? So Why? Well, they spent a lot of money in it, oh, right? Cool. And I mean, No Man's Sky came back. Everybody wants to be the next No Man's Sky, right? So I don't know. Honestly, getting back mm-hmm. to the 76th, I don't know. But right now, Bethesda is mm-hmm. kind of screwing up. So I hope Doom is fine. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see. But um, I'm, I'm actually a little bit scared for, for a lot of games coming up. Um, very unreliable game companies right now. Anyway, anyway, I love Dishonored. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's a quirky little little sneak thief uh, steampunk magic game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good choice. Didn't, didn't Arcane also do Prey? Yes. Yeah. yeah so they made I a love couple Prey. So. Yeah, Prey. Yeah, yeah that's was, a good one. <laughs> yeah. I like the. Sorry, I was disappointed with Prey. Uh, I like. The, I like the first Prey. Oh, I never played the first games. one. So very I loved games. the first Prey. Yeah. Prey. It was like very. It, it had a lot of really gross horror, like body horror and. Cool. Oh yeah, the second like, diverged quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the first the first prey introduced the idea of portals in the game, right? Where you can actually travel through a portal to another part of the of the level. I don't remember no, that was that, that was the, the first prey that much. <laughs> I remember don't not much of the gameplay, but I remember the, a lot of the story and the cool like I don't know. He he was like Native American, so he had like a spirit animal. Yeah, like there's like oh, a yeah. spirit, there's a spirit world wow. and the regular world, and when you die, you would go to the anyway but the, the oh actual, yeah there's nothing like that in the 2017 version wow yeah and then the actual like aliens in it weren't just goopy goopers they were uh they were like actual like body horror like half like mechanical half like gross like oh. i don't know demon things kind of like doom but like with the different art style interesting cool now i want to see what this old parade looks like <laughs> uh anything else uh, steve or no, sorry no, matt you were saying it, yeah. something well, I was going to say, I got this one more, and I again, it's more of an honorable mention just for the sheer impact of it. Two of them, actually, I have to throw out. Uh, the first one, we got to, if we haven't talked about it, we got to talk about Fortnite. No, we don't have to talk uh, about Fortnite. Do we? It's it's not not our, it's it. not our no. favorite. <laughs> it's not our best. favorite. These yeah. are favorites, right? These are favorites. We're not talking I, about I, the best uh, games. Jeff, Jeff uh, my, friend, my friend Jeff, uh, Matt knows Jeff, he played uh, the narrator in Rocky Horror. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he actually was like, Mike, play Fortnite with me. So I recently started playing Fortnite and I have to say, <laughs> uh, it's not bad. You, you know what? It's, it's more, it's more designed for like 13 year olds. Me and Steve yeah. played it yeah, too, right? Yeah. And we were not it's, bad. We just can't build as fast as people with nimble fingers, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the trick too, is that there's, there's the, the, the free online stuff. And then there's the, the, the third part of it. That if you, you that's the part you have to pay for. I like that paying uh, part. If you have, yeah, but that's the thing. If you have all three parts to the game, you can. It's easy to access and do everything you need to do. It's if you're missing that third part that's actually paid for, you can't build stuff fast enough because you don't have the yeah. time to do it. Because uh-huh. that that third part is literally the world creator. Yeah. Well, so that's yeah, but it's you know, but I mean it's it's more of a just like it's again. I'm sure we've all played it at some point. It's mindlessly dumb and fun, but culturally you can be harley quinn now yeah. right now yeah. during the birds of prey yeah. stuff oh they, they've had deal they made deals with marvel all the time too you could go with those and Star yeah, Wars, like right? that's yeah. and that's great like it crosses platforms it gets people involved it's neat it's not the best game in the world by any stretch of the imagination but darn it's funny and i think most it people actually play that on phones than on actual consoles or or computer i remember really? reading that it's yeah. like by an order of magnitude that it's played more on mobile devices. Yes. And if you watch like a 12 year old or a 13 year old play it on a phone, like it's incredible how they yeah. can build things and, it's, and yeah, it's play astonishing. a shooter on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, there's one more I have to add and I'm sure no one talked about it. And this was again, for me is one of my favorite and it's a whole franchise is uh, five nights at Freddy's. Ooh, interesting. Oh yeah. That's fair. Right. Yeah. It's um, again, it's yeah. pretty, it's straightforward, relatively mindless. GD terrifying at times, especially mm-hmm. if you're playing it in a quiet room. 
Um, it's stressful, and, like in, in a fun way. Yeah, every game that's come out after the first one to me. I've, I've seen people play it on Steam. Basically, the, the basic concept of the game, uh, and it, it hasn't changed much from every sequel that's come out, is you are hired on as a night security guard for this restaurant. It's uh, it's a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's like Freddy Fazbender's Pizza Palace. It's basically Chuck E. Cheese, but without using that license. Mm. Uh, and you're basically your job is to just watch over the restaurant overnight and make sure nothing goes wrong. Problem is that the animatronics that are in the restaurant uh, have gone rogue and they've gone homicidally rogue. <laughs> so you have you have five day you basically are playing five nights at Freddy's. And every night they get slightly more like they're they're all animatronics and they're all AI, so they get smarter. And you're basically in this control room where you have enough power to operate doors check the cameras or operate the uh, air conditioning to keep, but if you know, and it's, you know, if you have the AC going, you can't hear things moving around outside. If you have the cameras going, you can't have the door closed. Like it's just, you have to like, it's sort of resource management so that you don't get killed by a terrifying animatronic. There are some scary sequences in that game. (laughs) Oh yeah. And and it gets, it gets more, every game builds on the intensity of the last one. It gives you more stuff you can do and more ways that you can die horribly. Uh, But I say it's pretty mindless, but again, it's spawned entire franchise. I think they're on the fifth one, the fifth version. Oh, they've, they've made, they've made action figures. There's action figures. There's novelizations. There's a movie in the works. Um, Universal is actually working on a ride right now. That's going to be opening up. And not this year, but next, I believe, is the rumor. Good luck. Um, it, it's great. I mean, again, it's it is it is. You can play it on on PC. You can play it on your phone. I have it on my phone, or I had it on my phone until I gave up on it because I couldn't beat it. Because I was just like, no, this is too much. I because <laughs> the thing is, if you're playing it on your phone, you have to have headphones in because you can't use your speaker because things aren't loud enough. Right up until you die, and then mm. it's this jarring screech in your ear. And f that, I'm too old for that. Fair. <laughs> So that was just the, the honorable mention I had to give because I love Five Nights. I'm going to give three honorable mentions just because they kept on popping in and out of my list. Portal 2 from 2011. Yeah, I was going to say that yep. too. You know, yeah. a first person puzzle game and it has probably one of the funniest scripts uh, in <laughs> it's the game. Yeah. I think it was one of the games, Space. One of the games that my wife who does not like video games would actually Ever. play with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Even though she's also bad at first person shooters. So. Yeah, that's actually one I was actually going to say along that exact line that even though it is a first person game, it's it gives you enough like you get so engrossed in what's happening in that minimalist way and then also the thinking part of it so it's more interesting i love puzzle games Mm -hmm. um i'm also going to pop on infamous 2 from by sucker punch from 2011 this was a universe that i just loved and Mm -hmm. i'm sad it never got it never continued past um second son on i know i wish they'd gone farther with it never never played those wait so i want to interject here i i love i like the um I like the prototype universe more than the Infinis universe. I never played prototype, so I loved. I loved prototype. I like. Wasn't that a Microsoft? Just, just yeah. Microsoft. Yeah, that's. I never had an Xbox. The, um, the, the proto. I'll, I'll say this with with no shade whatsoever. Prototype was basically them doing a Maximum Carnage game without using the words any Marvel property. Oh, like for all because literally it was you. The map was all of New York City. You could eventually glide or fly around the whole thing depending on how you developed your powers. You could develop weaponry and you're, you're the parasite and you could develop weapons on your arms. It was basically you were playing Carnage without ever being Carnage. Ah, fair. That's cool. Um, and the whole point was to get so powerful you could do massive kills of people. It's phenomenal mm-hmm. fun. Nice. Um, cool. Well, I guess we'll pop that on there. Um, infamous okay. too. So um, just because 
uh, I love the the mechanics from it. I thought the gameplay was cool. I thought it was a living comic book. Yeah, but yeah. There, was, there was one on Microsoft too, um, which yeah. also ties into another one: Marvel Spider Man by Sucker Punch from twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the only game where yeah. I actually yeah. felt like an actual superhero yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It felt like Spider Man the whole time, and I, it, when you're flying through the like through the city yeah. on your on your web, mm-hmm. yeah. There are days where I just like <laughs> again for relaxation. Mm-hmm. I just like swinging through the city. Mm-hmm. Um, wearing different costumes and seeing the reactions of yeah. different people. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last one, I guess I'm going to put on here because I don't want this to go on forever. Mm-hmm. Is 2018 Celeste, which is a side-scrolling platformer. And it's a beautiful it's gorgeous. game. It, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it is that 8-bit um, graphic type, Michael. So it's like a, it's like a super meat okay. boy. I, I know that. Yeah, but it's super beautiful. The, it's so hard. It's one of those games where if you screw up, it is definitely your fault. The yeah. music is gorgeous. It's by um so Steve, this the music from Celeste is by Lena. Oh, sure. So it's it's amazing. And um Lena was someone we played Destiny with. Yes, that's right. It all comes back to Destiny. Oh god. Yeah. Can't get away yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, gorgeous. Celeste is gorgeous. It's yeah. It's a it's a phenomenal game. And that's it. Uh, so yeah. um what did you guys think of our list? Why don't you send us a note? Are there games that we miss? Why don't you just let us know? We're on everything. Email us, uh, contact us on social media, you know, everything. Uh, thanks, Steve, Michael, 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 and Matt for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, definitely come Thank back. You. We love having you on, man. Awesome. <laughs> and if you want to come on for The Witcher or any other episodes, yeah. that'd be awesome. We'd, we'd love to. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. And have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.